0: Okay, Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas, and I'm back for a very special episode that was not on the docket, was totally unplanned, but we're here, me and Miguel are gonna review The Glory, both parts of it, parts one and two, all 16 episodes. Miguel, how you doing?
1: I'm all right. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm doing well. I, I remember... That we were trying not to talk about The Glory yesterday when we met up for brunch.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We <laughs> were, we're like, like walking around yeah. like,
1: oh, that episode, oh, well, <laughs> never mind.
0: <laughs> so I am so glad that we can actually, we're finally sitting down, we're going to do this thing. It has been a journey and it's actually sort of like the K-drama of the season, possibly of the year. It's definitely going to sweep some awards this time next year when it when the Bexong Awards are, are up. I'm really excited to see how it gets recognized in some way. But all right. So before we get any further into this, I'll just do the housekeeping. If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on everything that we're doing, the latest episodes, reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Pod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved, ensure your support, and get a bunch of extra content for as little as like $2 a month. You can check out the page on patreon.com alwayscriticpod. And thank you to our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Bale, Cindy, C- sorry, CD, sorry, C D, Grace, Alana, Lorna, and Ib. You guys are great love you guys all right so without further ado I'm gonna we're just gonna jump in we'll do the non-spoiler section and then we'll get into the spoiler section which will probably be a lot more robust (laughs) I imagine, <laughs> but there is a lot of tea that I have to spill because you have been completely insulated and have no idea what's been going on in the world. of Not the a little bit. Oh my God. I got to know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and read the my drama list synopsis. It reads a high school student dreams of becoming an architect. However, she had to drop out of school and after suffering from brutal school violence. Years later, the perpetrator gets married and has a kid. Once the kid is in elementary school, the former victim becomes her homeroom teacher and starts her through Thorough revenge towards the perpetrators and bystanders of her bullying days okay so the glory part one aired december 30th 2022 part two aired uh three months later march 10th in 2023 so it's a two parter it aired all eight episodes of each part aired in its entirety on netflix I think it goes without saying that this was like in the Netflix top 10 for I don't know how long and it was like number one. And, I, you know, it did gangbusters on Netflix. Each part is eight episodes long for a total of 16 episodes. So you could consider both parts to be essentially one giant K-drama season.
1: But I definitely did, yeah. yeah
0: that's how I considered <laughs> it, but it was really... I'll tell you more about like the split, I guess, and how it felt in the moment. So The Glory is directed by Ankiho. He's directed a bunch of stuff that you've seen before, like Rooftop Prince from 2012, Stranger, Memories of the Alhambra, Watcher, Record of Youth, and Happiness from 2021, which I love that show. It's like mm. a really great zombie show. <laughs> Amazing show. <laughs> and of course, The Glory was written by the prolific Kim eun She has written so many successful K-dramas. And she's just, like, amazing. I really consider her (laughs) one of the best K-drama screenwriters. And she is, like, by all accounts. She's done stuff since the early 2000s. She's written Lovers in Paris, Lovers in Prague, Lovers, that's like the Lovers series, Secret Garden, Gentleman's Dignity, which I remember watching that one. Do you remember that one?
1: I remember that one. And I remember Lovers in Paris and Lovers in Prague. Mm. Never got to Prague, but I did Paris. You did Lovers in Paris? Nice. That's going way... Isn't that like 2005, Yeah, 2004? Lovers in Paris yeah. is 2004.
0: Yeah.
2: Jesus.
0: She's <laughs> done The Heirs from 2013, which we're going to go and cover yeah. later in this season of Debak. She has written, and these three we've covered on the podcast before. She's written Descendants <laughs> of the Sun from 2016, Guardian, The Lowly and Great Guard, Aka Goblin from 2016 slash 2017. She's written Mr. Sunshine. So this this era of her uh, K drama writing career is very <laughs> like high budget prestige television. Especially I feel like Mr. Sunshine, but all of these shows are were wildly successful. The King Eternal Monarch in 2020, which I absolutely dislike. I did not Mm. enjoy that show. It was absolutely down to her writing (laughs) that I did not. It it was like (laughs) a mess. But again, high budget uh, show with really bankable stars, even though and... Kim Goon, we're starring in the can. Like, these are two of the great, biggest K drama actors of so all So she's ha- out here. She's
1: yeah. like, how does she do it? I don't <laughs> like, know how she does it. Writing. She's very
0: pleasant, like in interviews and stuff. It just, I, I think she's very personable. So Kim eun Suk mm. for screenwriting cred. And then I will go into a couple of the stars and name the rest of the supporting cast because it's quite a large Fair cast. Way. So it's a large it's cast. Huge cast. But this show is based basically on Song Hye Kyo and her revenge story as Moon Dong Eun and Song Hye Kyo if you don't know is has been acting and modeling for like 20 years <laughs> she was in full house in 04 with Rain do you remember that one I no cohabitation remember. really like sell her house and Rain buys the yes. house so that she like you know
1: and it was this whole like Shakespearean nightmare. Like I, I remember. <laughs> it was, it was, great. was like a mess. I it was loved good. it.
0: <laughs> it was a mess, but I loved it. So Full House in 04, Worlds Within with hyunbin in 08. That winter that the wind blows where she plays a blind heiress. Yes. Do you remember I've this? I've
1: seen this one. I've seen this of one. Of course,
0: she's worked with Kim un-suk before on Descendants of the Sun from 2016, which of course, if you could you can scroll back in your podcast feed and listen to those full reviews from us on Descendants, uh Mr. Sunshine and Goblin. She was in Encounter in 2018, 2019, which I heard mixed reviews about. I haven't personally seen it. It's a Nuna mm-hmm. romance. And then now we are breaking up in 2021, 2022, which I heard terrible things about. Though I feel Not like bad. nobody really liked that show. A- another Nuna romance with her. <laughs> so Song Hye Kyo, you, do you like Song Hye Kyo?
1: I do. Okay. I think yeah, she's pretty cool.
0: She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> she seems cool. Like she's in she's done mostly good work. She's been around forever. She's kind of a staple. Yeah. I don't have a problem with her. Me neither. I don't have are a problem. Are you gonna with tell her. me something that's gonna lead me into disliking? No, her? Like,
0: I'm gonna I'm tell scared. you that like some people ha- I will not accept Song Hye Kyo slander. And mm. there are people out there online who are saying that she's a bad actress because she chooses really? some of these these roles kind of fall into the same Rhythm, same character, sort of. It's this beautiful, mm. stoic, like, cold sort of persona. It's hard
1: to be as stoic as she acts, though. Like, it's under. I mean, being type... I think they're- I think those naysayers are mixing up being typecast with being a bad...
0: I also feel like she's ad- at a point in yeah. her career where she can choose whatever the hell she wants to do. So it's not maybe that she's getting typecast now because if she says no to like any role i don't i think it's just what she gravitates she just
1: doesn't want to i mean it's kind of like tom hanks his latest movie notwithstanding (laughs) he always plays like this wholesome whatever dude like that's that's his vibe Mm, right mm. so why can't she be this stoic unattainable dressed in gray unattainable non-hugging serious woman who stands to the side you know
0: yeah i i don't know i feel like you need to get put some respect on her name. Yes, because <laughs> it's fucking Song Hye Kyo. You know what I'm saying?
1: She's been around forever. Yeah, like she, she's a staple. Yeah, I don't know. man.
0: It's like oh, <laughs> Joe Pesci always plays a gangster. It's like it's right. Joe Pesci Nobody gives him shit yeah. for that. Like yeah. we're
1: not gonna oh,
0: God. Anyway,
1: anyway, yeah. I just thought
0: I'd mention <laughs> that because Song Hye Kyo. I will
1: not accept any slander as well. Yeah, don't at me. Don't tag me. Nothing. <laughs>
0: So, her headsman in the show and a go teacher in the show is Ido Hyun. He plays Hongite. He has had a rather good year because he starred in The Glory with her and it sort of put, put him on, on the map for a lot of people, although he has been sort of gaining more traction with a lot of different roles throughout the years right. so he's been in still 17 clean with passion for now hotel del luna 18 again sweet home which is another netflix show that we're going to be reviewing later youth of may which we just covered last episode on the podcast it was devastating
1: Lord. That De- bad? it was or devastating bad or sad
0: sad it was good oh no just sad so I don't know if you ever want to p- press play on that one if you have a second to just be heartbroken. So and then he started Melancholia and The Glory. So this is like the lead up to sort of the upcoming drama, which is The Good Bad Mother, which is coming out later this year or in a few months or something. But had you seen Ido hyun before?
1: This is my first time seeing him. What did you think I thought of him? was pretty good. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into why, but... <laughs> I, I will i think that this show was cast within an inch of its life yes i agree. like they pulled out like they were like okay guys we got netflix money so we need to call the everybody is like
0: calling every favorite every bit player without that's any spoilers in
1: right off rip one of the biggest things i can give this show is the cast mm. like incredible yeah. in, especially the leads like wow i agree Completely.
0: And here, I'll give you the rest of the cast. And we're not necessarily going to go through the filmography for each one because the cast is like 10, 10 or so people.
1: <laughs> we'll be here. That'll be a, a three-part episode. <laughs>
0: Three-parter. First part is talking about the cast. So we have Lim Ji-yeon as Park Yeon-jin. She is the number one villain, I guess, of the show. Jeez, Perpetrator. Right. Bully. Bully. <laughs> we have Yum Heran ran as Kang Hyunam, and she's sort of like the Ajuma character that links up with Song Hye-kyo's Dongun and becomes like a partner in crime with her. We have Pak sung playing Jae-jun, and he has an eye condition, and he's also one of the bullies. <laughs> um, we have Jung Sung-il as Do-young, and he is the husband to Yeon-jin. Everybody fell madly in love for, with this man all over Damn. social media. I don't know if you were privy to this. I was None not. of the thirst traps. None of the thirst Mm-mm. trap videos. None.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I've been in a blackout. Oh, because, man. man because, man, I, I want to be involved, but man, the spoilers. Oh. The spoilers. Oh. They have no shame. No shame. By the day the episode's released, it's yeah. done.
2: yeah.
0: We also have Kim Hyora, and she plays Sara, and she's the druggie. We have
1: a mess.
0: <laughs> a mess. a mess, a of mess of a person. joo Young as Heejeong, and she's the flight attendant. And then we have Kim Konu as Myongo and he's like the punk ass bitch uh, of the group.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, D-tier D tier villains. D- <laughs>
0: So, Miguel, uh, talk to me about your experience watching The Glory and first impressions and anything else you want to talk about in a general sense about how you like The Glory.
1: In a general sense, so I love the cast Like as soon as the show started mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. I was like, everybody's role fits them like like right like a slipper. Mm-hmm. But my first impression was, okay, 16 episodes, easy, whatever. You had mentioned before we got started uh, – and be sure to take notes because it's pretty dense. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, all right, let's see how this goes. I turned it on. This has to be one of the easiest dramas I've ever seen in terms of wanting to continue. Yeah. Like binging Addictive. straight through. Addictive. From the very beginning, the pacing's incredible. Uh, it just, oh, my God. First impression, though, like the first episode is brutal. Mm-hmm. It's so brutal. Yeah. Like the bullying and everything is just like, oh, my God. Like i couldn't deal with it i couldn't deal with it at all but it was worth it anyway cast was amazing uh addictive storyline the production's incredible
2: yeah
1: like Stunning. the production's like really good yeah it's like first love level like everyone looked like a movie <laughs> <First>
0: love- scroll <laughs> back in your podcast feed if you want to hear us talk about the J drama first love which is also on netflix but all right so you like that but cinematography yeah. Love the, the cinematography.
1: It's a breath of fresh air. You know, some of these K-dramas are starting to look, or they've looked clunky for a long time. <laughs> so, like, when you get one that looks this sharp, it's like, good. Um, I don't know how far to go without spoilers, though. Okay, so, so
0: like, I, I'll jump in. So, I've watched part one back in December around the new year, because that's when it aired, and... Loved it. I thought it was really intriguing and fascinating to see how they were setting up this giant revenge plot, and how Mundongun was such a sympathetic character, and how you wanted her to overcome not only her trauma but triumph over these bullies. And yes, I just was riveted. I wanted to see the full story. We didn't. We saw only eight episodes around the end of the year when it aired. I really liked the pacing and how it was kind of shaking out. They didn't just kind of blow it all, blow all the cards, like in the first eight episodes. They really paced it out and told you how she did it. How did she get to this point? And it didn't happen overnight. Did not happen overnight. It was extremely methodical, like you said she was um suffering for the craft if you f- like if you feel me cuz she was like what's instagram you know like she had to like <laughs> learn technology and pass different tests tests and um get certified to be a teacher and all this stuff like she was really changing her entire life to fit this revenge plan
1: it was elaborate yeah. she really took that like, that was her mission, mm-hmm. and she really ran with it. Love that. So
0: I was like, oh, great. We're leaving off at this point in the story where I really just want to binge to the, to the end of the 16 episodes. So we had this split in here. I did not enjoy the split.
1: No. I hated the split. Well, wait, but you saw it. When did you watch? You so watched, I watched it in from December. Yeah,
0: so I watched part one okay. around when it aired, okay, and then okay, I waited okay. for part two to air on March 10th. How long was the gap? It was three months, right? So you had January, February. Jesus. Up two months and 10 days.
1: Yeah, I didn't experience the split. Right. Full disclosure. Right. So I went straight through. I can't imagine. I thought it was like a month. No, no, and no, then no. They were about- oh, no. No,
0: I had to wait like a pour. For episodes to air (laughs) again in May, I'm sorry, in March 10th, and again, I didn't have the time to actually sit there on March 10th at midnight and watch these episodes, like a lot of people, like all the K drama editors did, evidently, because they were scrubbing this footage (laughs) and putting it all over social media. And it was spoilers oh, galore. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I can't press play on this right now. So I had to wait like two weeks, basically, until I could find the time to watch the glory part too. And I was like,
1: I think I've seen the whole show already. But anyway, I... It's like, dog, can I just like get home? <laughs> like, Can you let me just get home and watch? Like, can uh, you give me like five minutes yeah. just to watch it?
0: <laughs> I was distraught, but... You know, whatever. So I got through part two, and I loved the entirety of the story. I was very impressed with the execution, the cast, the production design. Like you said, the cinematography was amazing. And
1: I like revenge stories. That's interesting. Do you like revenge stories? I do not. (gasps) So to me... Revenge is kind of cringe for me what? like I so I like revenge as a
0: <sighs> talk, well talk to me, talk to me though. okay,
1: so when it comes to revenge, I love this quote that Fran Lebowitz has. She's like the uh, Martin Scorsese asked her, you know, do you believe in revenge and she's like, revenge yes. I love this quote. Revenge is a be- – they say – some say revenge is uh meal best served cold. It's best served – I say it's best served however you can get it. Yeah. If you can get it, don't let the chance pass you by. And I love that. Mm-hmm. But with stories, there's a lot of stories I've seen about revenge, and it's like, damn, you're still on this? Like, this is – I like revenge as an idea, but oh, a lot gotcha. of the stories I watch, I'm like, this is, like, a lot. But this story, mm-hmm. like this revenge yes. story. Yeah, this this I love. Uh-huh. Because every single time you got close to a point, they, the, it goes back to the structure of the show. Mm-hmm. The first episode is brutal. Like, it, it, it's really just physically, it's, it's a nightmare. Homegirl's not catching a break. And we see why she wants to get this revenge. But you know, a viewer is going to forget, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to watch the show, you'll get lost in some of the lighter moments, whatever, and you'll forget why she's doing what she's doing. The writers don't let you forget yeah, what Kim they and did to her. Will
0: not no. allow you to forget the trauma and
1: Every time I felt even remotely bad for a fate that was going to befall them or maybe something that was going wrong, I was like, "Oh, wow, they did that too." them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> roast them. <mind>. <laughs> roast them, destroy them, chase them. You go and you complete your dream. <laughs> know, because, like, <laughs> I got your back. We support you. Yeah. But yeah, generally, I don't like revenge stories that goes completely out of the window with this. This is an amazing okay. revenge story. So it's
0: an exception to your rule.
1: It is on some Paramore shit. It is like the only <laughs> exception so far. Stop like, it. Like, I'm so you know on board. I I'm like, Paramore. maybe I should rethink, like, my pancha for revenge. Yeah, Maybe I should look into this again.
0: Like, here's the thing. I... <laughs> as much as i like to say like i'm really non-confrontational i don't seek out anything like you're already laughing but like catch me off guard and see what happens see what yeah. happens fuck around Jessica's and find not out afraid
1: to catch a case <laughs> like she's not
0: so um i don't necessarily believe in the high road
1: no 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 no! i'll take the low road every time oh yeah i'm so it just depends how much time it takes that's where where i get fall into a revenge
0: i got you like within
1: the week a couple of days a couple of hours but like a journey of like like batman right like after about 30 years dog let it go like you're a billionaire
0: (laughs) batman why did batman make its way into the glory episode so but i feel you
1: he's vengeful right i got you
0: I I, There's only so many times I can see the pearls like getting ripped off (laughs) Mrs. Wayne's.
1: They're billionaires they shouldn't have been walking in an alley anyway never mind. Okay huge tangent
0: but I see what you're saying and I again like that the show doesn't have the main character take the high road. It's like fuck all that noise like we're just (laughs) pain begets pain and yeah. she's here for blood, okay? Like Old Testament style. So,
1: <laughs> No joy today, only pain.
0: <laughs> so I like that about the show. I was here for that aspect of the show that she was so unmerciful. And oh, we'll talk about some of the sort of, I guess, complaints or nitpicks that I have about the show in the spoiler section. Mm. But those are my general thoughts on the show i have so much Here tea part. to spill for you
1: I, i'm dying to okay, hear this so here's
0: the tea there's like a okay. four or five things some of them might are more spoilery so i'll save them for the spoiler section but okay. these are a mix of fun facts and actual tea so here's the biggest part of this tea all right this show takes inspiration from true bullying stories
2: oh shit. okay
0: And we've talked about this on and off throughout the podcast because some of these K-dramas that we've reviewed have to do with some sort of school bullying. It's ridiculous and pervasive over there. And it might seem super extreme or unrealistic, but according to a school commissioner in Korea, it's real. Like, it's true. There have been some cases that are similar to this. Mm. And the school commissioner has a quote here that says, at that time, the victim... (laughs) talking about some school bu- bullying victim, said he's, yeah. he or she suffered severe burns and a protruding tailbone. She required Jesus. five to six weeks hospitalization. The perpetrators also confessed that they had punished the victim by ripping off the scabs that had formed on her scars with their fingernails.
1: Dog, really?
0: <laughs> and I, that's when we were Jeez. prepping for the to start recording, and I
1: gasped. That's what I was reading. That's what it was. I was like, oh, my God, because it's so brutal. These kids need to get a job in therapy or something. I don't know. So this is terrible.
0: The next iteration of the T is the great irony of the show is that the cast was screened for past bullying incidents. right? Oh. So yeah. they're all clean. The director was not screened. <laughs> There has there came out a <laughs> bullying scandal with the director and it was like you're turning beet red. So at first he denied the allegations vehemently. Then a few days afterward, he came forward with a statement and it say it said something like, He apologizes for the public criticism and that he would like to convey his apologies directly to the victims. The legal representative of director Ahn stated, Ahn did have a girlfriend while he was studying abroad in 1996 and that he committed an irreversible, hurtful act against another person when he was overwhelmed after learning about his girlfriend becoming the object of mockery because of him. So I guess there was sort of like an interracial relationship because he was studying abroad and they mm. teased her or something happened. Teased his girlfriend about it and he, oh I guess bullied them. Huh. He says that he would like to ask for forgiveness from the people who were hurt by this incident from the bottom of his heart. He added, if I'm given the opportunity, I would like to apologize in person or at least through the
1: wire. I'm interested in the fact, like, where do we even start with that? There's a screening process to see if you were a bully. Well, I guess when the cases are this heavy, that leaves behind paperwork. You
0: cannot afford to have any of the cast be embroiled in some sort of scandal and controversy about bullying. Because it would <laughs> lead to this, where you're like, that just diminished the entire work and the message of the glory and the injustice that this character endured.
1: Because now I just think of like the director like, wow, this sounds like a great story. I'm the one to direct this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what the fuck was he thinking?
1: Can you imagine him trying to direct like some, some of the cast? He's like, no, no, no. When you punch her, you need to shove her first.
0: Why <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> that reminds me of, um, oh my god, what's the actor who played Saruman in um, Lord of the Rings? It's, cr- uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll look him up. But he has this this crazy quote. Christopher Lee. So mm-hmm. he if you watch some behind the scenes footage of the Lord of the Rings movies which is hours and hours of footage, don't I don't recommend doing this on a casual <laughs> Thursday night. But he's like I I told to Peter Jackson because he was he got stabbed in the sh- in the movies, right? And he goes, yeah. "Have you ever heard someone get stabbed?" And he had this like uh, because he drew from experience evidently for oh, how no. to act when he got stabbed. And Peter Jackson was like, "I don't want to Oh, we're not gonna discuss this just do this you stuff. like i'll just film it <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of that when you were like no no no! you gotta shove her in like this way instead of
1: <laughs> i hate that so much i hate everything about that like um, shout out to his victims because damn like i don't i don't know man that's a
0: good again how ironic. we don't know the full story at all. So uh, we don't know to what extent he bullied them. We don't know what what extent they bullied his girlfriend or whatever, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that When I read that, I was happened. like,
0: <laughs> you know how the in the office are these uh, funny TV shows where there's cameras and it's like a a documentary style and they look at yeah, the camera. Yeah and they do like a yeah. little zoom in They're on like, that like Rrr. when something happens and they just look straight at the camera. I was like doing that. Because... It's like
1: Jim from The Office just like, Rrr. Yeah. Just I was like smirking. I don't know.
0: Uh, okay. So I we'll t- t- that's not. one thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. And then um so the this story is also a nuna romance based so to speak in a fashion mm. because <laughs> Ido Hyun's character mm-hmm. It is in love with Mundongun, and Mundongun is clearly older than him. And the actress herself, Song Hye Kyo, is forty-one years old, and Ido mm. Hyun is twenty-seven years old.
1: They don't look it.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. Okay. So she doesn't look. It, no, she like, looks fantastic Whoa. for being forty-one years of age. She is ageless. She's stunning. And I think we need to discuss the fact that like that's not the case for. So like a lot of actresses, and I saw a creator talk about this on TikTok, that there's a select few Korean actresses who get the luxury of having these like Nuna romances and getting to have a love interest that's significantly younger than them. Yeah. And she's at that level. She's one of these actresses that can pull off a Nuna romance, and she's done it multiple times. They keep giving her this work. Doing the Lord's work, I guess. and
1: Yeah, carrying the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. How old is she again? 41. Yeah, no. I don't (laughs) see it. She looks like... I'll give her like 35. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. She's in a very privileged place. (laughs) (laughs) She's looking good. (laughs) She's
0: looking great. So I did want to talk about that really fast. And then... Or just mention it. Jung Sung Il, like I said... The Zaddy thirst trap that everyone was rooting for. Everyone <laughs> was rooting for not her and Ido Hyun's character to get together. They wanted no. her and the husband to get together. Oh, wow. Did you get? Did you feel any type of way about that <laughs> uh, relationship? It was one of
1: those yes, yes, no situations. <laughs> like this guy is like laying down.
0: <laughs> Talk to me because this is a major thing. The
1: doctor is like laying down his entire existence. For this woman who barely even smiles at him. And then you got, you know, the CEO daddy going after her because he's like interested because she's like an actual person Uh as opposed to his bully wife. So I was picking up some vibes of like, oh, are they going to end up together? Yes. But I was I was not rooting for them.
0: Oh, you weren't shipping them
1: at all? No, 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 no. Not at all. Oh. I was like, this isn't going to work. He has a kid. Interesting. She's not going to want a kid. It- like, they're oh. too they're similar. Like, they're too similar. They're both, some, they're kind of like serious people. Okay. So I was like, this isn't going to be charming. I want the doctor. <laughs> I want I the want doctor. The doc- do. Oh, my God. He's goofy and cooks and <laughs> plays dumb really well. My God. I wanted I wanted them together, but I could see how somebody would want them to end up together. It's not
0: one person, Miguel. It is like thousands upon thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. were oh. shipping them and doing <laughs> k drama edits, edits of and them and like.
1: I can see them already reading Just into like them. The jittering.
0: <laughs> yeah, people were quaking for these. Did two. you want them together? No, no, no. And I, you know what? That's no. very spoilery to talk about why I didn't want them to get together, but it suffices to say no. No. Um, this is a fun fact. <laughs> so the snake in the show—do you recall, uh-huh. like the snake scene where, oh, of course, the druggie is drugging
1: and nightmare fuel? <laughs> yes,
0: the snake in the shot—the snake is real. Oh, <laughs> so Kim Kim Hyora revealed that this killed me. Some Benim snake was actually on set with her during the scene where her character Isara hallucinates. This is a quote from her. I was lying on my back when the staff said, The snake's here. They showed it to me and said, Say hello, this is the co-star you'll be acting with. It was a giant snake in a box. I was told the snake had been on multiple shows, so it's a somebody
2: snake. Because <laughs> it's got more acting credits than she does. I was <laughs> losing it. <laughs>
1: Nah, you got me fucked up. <laughs> the
0: snake's been on multiple shows, so it's a samba name. I died.
1: <laughs> oh, can you get outcast by a snake? <laughs> just, he rolls up. It's like, hey kid, you new here? Just... <laughs> oh my god! I want a manhwa, a manga, yes. an anime. I want something about this snake's acting career now. <laughs> like...
0: Oh, God. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you saw some of the promo videos and the promo posters for part two. Did you happen to see some of that?
1: I did. Yeah, Okay, I did.
0: So I put some in the docs. You can see them. But it foreshadows everything that happens to each of the characters. And I found it wildly impressive that they did this.
1: Yeah. Even the quotes
0: on there foreshadow what happens to them.
1: Those leering eyes. I don't like saying I don't know. Oh yeah. I love this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Huh. The lips that laughed at others' misfortune. The feet that were eager yes. to inflict pain on others. Like, oh god.
1: This is, it's like vaguely biblical. Like vaguely old t- Well, you know. Yeah. It, it, it it's it's a good pastiche. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I I thought that was really interesting, and then the last bit of tea, and this just dropped like a day or so ago. It's fresh. Okay. Okay. So the villain Lim Ji that actress, yeah.
1: uh-huh.
0: is dating Ido Hyun, the headsman, Doctor
1: Go player. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate this so much oh i you hate, hate this it so much. i hate <laughs> it so much this drop because
0: just now on like april 1st april fool's day she and plays the like,
1: role way too well yes like way too well. she
0: is simmering in this role chewing up scenery
2: completely her
1: maniacal smile oh. like it's tear her smile is t- no shade because i know that's actually her smile in real life but it is like terrifying yeah it's like joker level scary smile
0: so they're dating
1: i hate this, <laughs> I hate this so much. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna give myself over to the para parasocial delusion that i ha- i should have a say in it <laughs> yeah and i'm just gonna say i disapprove
0: wow because when it I dropped it i it was said. like so she won actually so the villain won <laughs> This is, this is the glory season three. After all
1: that, she took your man. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like, nothing left to take oh, from me, Jin. Like, guess again. <laughs> guess again, bitch. I um, was God. thoroughly shocked.
0: I mean, I was completely gagged when the news yeah, dropped no. and didn't know what was going on. I thought it
1: was a joke They at can first. miss me. They can they miss can me. They can miss me. with it. It. Like, they
0: were like, <laughs> it wasn't even like. So, Dispatch. Uh, release the photos of them on different dates and stuff. Of course, they're sort of like incognito, and mm-hmm. both of their agencies confirmed that they were dating. It was not an April Fool's joke. Uh. And <sighs> I just thought that I, I was so close to telling you yesterday. I was like, "Do you know that this just happened?" No, I couldn't. Let
1: me take a look. I need to see. What it is. Stop it!
0: Stop it, bro. Uh. <laughs> And it has destroyed so many um, delusions that people have and like ships that people have made
1: with him and different co-stars. Oh, no. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. There they are uh-huh. dating. and They're like outside of a cafe. And look at them walking through like a parking garage. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> I love these really terrifying paparazzi photos of them like in the distance. Right. Right. And it's like it's them. It's, it's like, them. Right. Can't you see? <laughs> oh, they went to the Apple store. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Anyway, no, I don't approve. But still, you know, there should be like a, there should be an embargo, right? Oh. And I know this this isn't going to help anybody because I already know, like, the K-drama universe is, can, can get to some pretty sketchy places. But maybe they should put, like, a contractual embargo on people. Ooh. Like, let's give it two months after a show's over so you don't disrupt the, the pairing and the shipping and the... yeah. But it probably won't be enough. The frenzy. Well, good for them.
0: Yeah. In the end, I was like, gave me like an hour later. I was like, all right, like best to them. But like, they got to know how freaking wild it is for the fans.
1: Especially after that show. After this show. Yeah. I mean, more power to them, but this show, like their acting was all too good. It was. It was. was.
0: So did you have anything else you wanted to add before we get into the spoiler section?
1: Uh, Let me see. (laughs)
0: oh but you watched it with your mom didn't you want to like say a little bit oh yeah
1: i did oh so funny story so i was in the living room uh my mom walks by she's like oh what's this and i'm like oh it's this korean drama i'm watching and i think it's when moon denon says this isn't a fairy tale it's a fable which we'll get into what that scene is about (laughs) later and my mother just sits down sits down like she has her pepsi she's just watching and she's like huh dog we watched three episodes that <laughs> night we we watched the whole drama together oh. by the end she was like invested like right off rip so i
0: am so jealous that you had like a partner to watch
1: the <laughs> the whole show with. we were like, like we were so much shouting, so much everything.
0: I'm so jealous. I really am. Eating
1: Topoki and watching this. bucky.
0: Yeah, you, you posted a thing that you were like making Topoki and eating. It was fun. While watching the show. Ugh, what a great 10 out of 10 experience. So Invested. Invested. Speaking <laughs> invested. of 10 out of 10, what would you rate the show out of five Sludgy
1: bottles? Five. Five out of five? I'm going to give it a five. Nice. I'm going to get a. Because even like I thought if I had a couple of nitpicks. But those are more tropes of any K-drama at this point. So I've gotten to a point where anything that's kind of like tropey, just I'm giving it a pass. Like Mm, it it comes with the territory. I'm going to give it a five. Nice. Wow. I'm
0: going to give it a four and a half out of five. And I'll tell you what the point five is for in the spoiler section. No, no. In the Mm. spoiler section, Mm -hmm. it's kind of (laughs) spoilery.
1: This begs for a spoilery conversation. It does.
0: So, we're going to jump into spoilers right now, right after this.
2: Hey, you want to come in?
0: All right, when we're on the other side of spoilers, guys. So, anything goes. If you have not watched The Glory, I highly recommend. Thank you stop this episode and watch The Glory and then come back and finish it. So, Miguel, you want to start Right at the beginning, the bullying.
1: The bullying, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, the bullying was so graphic. Like I had to power it through. I was just like, "Yo, mm-hmm. like." Th- so they burn ho- Homegirl with like A curling, curling iron. irons. Don't they burn her with like an actual iron at one point too? Like, uh,
0: po- yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yes, they
1: insinuate that she gets like assaulted by one of the guys.
0: Yes, uh, she possibly gets sexually assaulted um she definitely like they sexually assaulted her as far as um you know they were touching her inappropriately they were kissing her when she didn't provide consent obviously and a whole mess of things who knows if it actually progressed further than that i don't think they showed that in the show Mm -hmm. but i personally and i said this on my blog review for part one of the glory was I think a lot of people were taken aback and really struggling to get through the first episode because of the bullying scenes, and I was not one of those people. Really, um, I was not that I was okay with the bullying, but <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. "This seems par for the course." I guess it's just because I've been so immersed in Korean media for a long time
2: Mm-mm-mm. and seen
0: a ton of bullying and different sides to. Like, if you watch "All of Us Are Dead," another right, a uh, zombie high school show. There's bullying in that, too. And you're just like, I mean, maybe the zombies have a point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: (laughs) I think it's one of those things that depends on what angle you're coming from. So, like, I experienced this recently with even with Japanese media Mm -hmm. and Taiwanese media. I tend to stick to, like, Slice of Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jose, Shoujo, Girls Romance, Boys Romance, all that. So it is jarring for me to see anything like this. It's either cartoonish violence or just wish fulfillment romance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So something like this that's pretty grounded really threw me off. Right, so, right. Yeah, that's... It
0: I is think. not um, school bullying to me. It's torture.
1: Yes, it's absolutely torture. It's torture. Bullying doesn't even cover it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it is, like, the show covers all forms of bullying. It's not just oh, yeah. torture and school bullying while they're in the uniforms and all that shit. It's Sexual assault, like we just mentioned, and it gets coercion. deeper later in the show. Gets mm-hmm. coercion, yeah. Domestic violence,
1: domestic with violence, the ajuma, oh, workplace bullying, workplace like bullying, pulling rank, pulling yeah. rank,
0: and um, intimidating other people. Infidelity. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a form of bullying. The way that um,
1: yeah, homegirl did it. <laughs> and just setting people up mm-hmm. like they would just set people up. So, like the so just social bullying of social stature yeah there like there's so many instances that we can get into like there's a bit there's two bits that really stood out to me uh, one of them was let's see here Yeonjin, oh, when she's at work she's a weather girl mm-hmm. or a weather forecaster meteorologist a meteorologist a meteorolo- is that what it is i yeah.
2: well
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's what they're called here,
1: right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, she's a meteorologist. You can
0: just call her the weather girl. That's a little more like, she was the weather girl. Yeah,
1: I didn't. (laughs) So she was the weather girl. And you know, whatever, but she can't really write her own scripts very well. And she confronts a woman that she works with, who writes better than she can. Yeah. And she's like, I know that everyone's been talking about me. But I love the way that you write. How about, you know, where would you like to go on vacation? Do you have a passport? Home girl says no, and she's like, oh, "Okay, we'll get a passport, and I'll send you on vacation anywhere you want. You just write scripts for me." Girl's excited, leaves. She turns to her assistant mm-hmm. and says, "And just with a little bit of pocket money, I just became her god." Like, and that quote like mm-hmm. just rocked me because it's like that's how she got around.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how she gets as high as she. She had a god uh, complex. Is what you're saying. She had a god complex. She thinks everything could be everything could be made up with money. Everything can be that
0: everything revolved around controlled. her. It yeah, was her. Like she, she pulled had, everybody in. Yeah, she had main character energy.
1: Master manipulator. Because exactly what she said there. I just it cost me nothing. I'll send her on vacation, but now she's basically going to work for me for forever. Yeah, <laughs> so, I just I got yeah. another slave out of it. Basically. Or, oh, my God, what about the one girl? Because there's a tier list around here somewhere in terms of the bullies and where they rank. (laughs) Song no is, like, at the very bottom. Oh,
0: Song no is definitely, like, lowest. Dude's a bitch. Yeah, like, like like that's a bitch. They treat
1: him like nothing. But only, like, a quarter of a step above is Choi Hyo Jung, who is the flight attendant. The flight attendant. The flight attendant. And they even tell her as much. They're like, you know, if it wasn't Moon Dong-un, it was going to be you. So, you know, know your place.
0: Yeah yeah
1: but the way oh my god the way park Young Jin one of the instances of bullying that stood out to me they buy this like one-of-a-kind chanel dress or something and they have somebody they literally tell somebody a stranger <laughs> to drop the dress off at uh, the flight attendant's family's laundromat yeah because they know that she's wearing high-end clothes and that it's not laundromat.
0: her wardrobe
1: yeah, and they bully her for it when she shows up. They're like, see, I told you to wear it. Well, you could keep it because you stretched it out anyway. You're talking like, about the white yo. dress, right? Yeah. Fun fact the about white, the white okay. dress.
0: They had an- another dress planned for that scene. And the director was like, no, 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 you have to like wear this dress because it's very revealing, form-fitting, a lot of cleavage. And she, mm-hmm. the actress was like, she sighed. In interviews, yeah. and she was like, ah, oh, like I gotta wear this dress. And people took it the wrong way, and they were like, oh, how can the director like impose that he wanted her to wear this dress? And she was like, no, 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 Like it was the best choice for the character to wear this dress. I was just like, I know what people are, she was kind of anticipating the sort of backlash yeah. that she was gonna get for wearing such a revealing dress. And mm-hmm. Korean society is very conservative. And people were gonna say shit or take it the wrong way or not realize that this is sort of character uh, building and stuff. so
1: yeah
0: I uh I liked the dress that they went with. It was very provocative it was very pretty yeah and provocative yeah, 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 very provocative. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, Yunjin like she's just like bullying people at every tier possible. so
0: did you like get yeah. the connection between her? Uh, obviously she was jealous of them and wanted to be like them and wanted to keep her status within the group especially because they kept saying if it wasn't you i mean if it wasn't Nong, dong Un, it would have been you you're then yeah. on our next uh on the next hit list or whatever she ends up becoming a flight attendant flight mm-hmm. attendants in korea are held in high esteem it's a very really? lucrative job it's very exclusive. Only, like, I don't know how many thousands of people apply to become a flight attendant. And they only yeah. accept, like, a couple hundred or something. Jesus. So when people are <laughs> out and about in their flight attendant outfit and their flight attendants, it is a status thing.
1: So she's not slumming it. No, she, like, she's, she's not fine. slumming
0: it. But, you know, she is doing what she can to be, mm. to match them, so to speak. It's not like... Damn she could ever become a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that like this she used her looks she used her personality she used everything that she could to become a flight attendant and it's a huge deal in korea not like it is here at all in the states where you hear someone's a flight attendant and you're like i'm so sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) do your ears pop every time you go (laughs)
0: So um, it's a big deal. I think that kind of gets missed for the Western audience that she's a flight attendant in the I was
1: wondering about that because I've seen a few dramas in general that they're like, Mm -hmm. when I grow up, I want to be a flight attendant. And I'm like, bitch, what? Bitch,
0: what? (laughs) Yeah, because she's still clout chasing even in her uh, profession.
1: She'll never live up to them.
0: No. They don't give
1: a shit that it's, she's a flight attendant. It's, re- it's really sad. They all treat each other so horribly. Oh, my God. You saw the names of each other in everyone's phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> nagging bitch, <laughs> insufferable dog. I was like, yo, y'all are terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the bullying. Um, That leads me to the big thing that stood out to me that I loved. One of the, my favorite moments is actually at the very beginning of the show. It's when... After Mundun, she decides to drop out. She's like, I'm done. She's going to drop out of school. Mm. She meets them in the auditorium when they're starting to bully the next victim they have, who goes on to be Park Yongjin's slave slash assistant. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, she confronts them. She's like, I was looking at your social media. You said that this was your dream, and this is your dream. And she points out everybody's future mm-hmm. career. And they ask her, well, what's your dream? And she says, You, Park Yeon-jin, you're my dream. And I'm going to chase that down mm-hmm. and whatever. And I love that motive. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Because she follows through. She
0: follows through. <laughs> and I love that we get to see the first uh, sort of maniacal smile that she gives.
2: Yeah. Uh, like Mundungun
0: as yeah. that younger <laughs> version of herself. And she gives this unhinged smile. And they're like, what even is this? And they're just a little bit uncomfortable. They're like
1: taken aback and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Love it. I loved Love it, too. It's a great motive. It's a great motive.
0: Great motive. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Um, <laughs> I think maybe,
2: hmm,
0: how do we go about this? So did you want to talk about maybe the way that she, so this is, okay, this is why okay. I gave it 0. 0.5 stars. I was soju bottles off okay. instead of giving it a perfect five out of five soldier bottles. Mm-hmm. It's because in the end, I almost feel like her revenge wasn't so much of a planned cause and effect thing where she was like, mm-hmm. I wanted ABC to happen. She was like, I wanted ABC to happen, but... Through forces of nature and the way that this sort of shook out and like crazy circumstance, uh, coincidences, yeah. I got what I wanted. Do you feel mm-hmm. me? Because in the end, like, yes, they all got their comeuppance. Yes, she got her revenge. But did she actually have a hand in some of these revenge? Like, so they they did it yeah. to themselves.
1: So I think she did. I think she did. OK, <clears throat> um, because the thing is, is that everything they, everything was going fine between them. They were all they toxic. were not
0: going. It was not going fine between them, but it w- it wasn't going. It was stable.
1: Criminally terrible yet among each other. But she just destabilized the entire group. It felt like mean everyone's girls weakness.
0: Yeah. Like she had a hit list. Right. That's like we have to take. She had <laughs> Yeonjin on the top of the, the blackboard and she was like we have to take out her army of skanks and we have to take away her her uh good-looking boyfriend and we have to, like it was the same thing it felt yeah. like but she wasn't necessarily directly invoking some of these mm. things that happened he, to them.
1: it's one of those yes yes no situations right like because her only dream is, like, I want to get as close to you as humanly possible. She basically wanted to be a ghoul in Park Yeon-jin's life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She would. She just wanted her to suffer for the rest of her life. So the plan that she started with wasn't how it ended.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But a lot of that started because she put all of it in motion. She shows up out of nowhere. She makes everybody extremely uncomfortable. She gets a job at the school, gets closer to the kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then starts destabilizing her relationship, or Yeonjin's relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. So the, she's already tearing apart their family. She learns Go just to play against this dude. <laughs> and then <laughs> starts. she becomes a stumbling block in their marriage. Like, she just destabilized Yeonjin's entire life. Everything that went from there was brought on by how terrible they were to each other anyway, the bullies. Mm-hmm. But I think that she really was – she just showed it, – it just shows how little she had to do Ooh. to get the ball rolling. She All she had to do was go after – let me go on, uh, after the weakest one in the group, tell him that I have this information, mm-hmm. whatever. She already knew that was going to stir up a lot. And that's how she got the ball rolling and did everyone in. I
0: agree. I just – I still feel like in the final end game it wasn't so mm. much like – Dongun's doing. It was just their Mm -hmm. undoing.
1: That's fair. I wonder what she would have gone through with if she would have done it on her own.
0: Because her initial plan was, I'm going to make your life a living hell. I'm going to get close to you. I'm going to have full control over your daughter. That was number one, right? She planned to be this elementary school teacher. And when she... Entered this her child Yesol into the private school she was there, and it freaks Yonjin out. And I was, she
1: kept showing up at school.
0: <laughs> she was like, "That's your teacher." And she would Yesol would come home, and Yonjin was like, "Did anyone like hurt you or touch you and like put anything hot on you?" And she was like, "Why would anyone do that? That's evil." I
1: love that <laughs> scene. That person should get in trouble. <laughs> and Yonjin was like,
0: oh. <laughs> "Yeah, I." uh I was like, okay, so she's going to do something to the little girl. Yeah, She never does. No. Like, that goes down the track. I had a
1: feeling she never would, though. Like, So you don't no even feel like she
0: would lay hands on the kid?
1: No, she wasn't going to harm the kid. She just knew that just being around the kid was going to make Yeonjin. You're say saying miserable. she's
0: just like a mentalist because she's playing mind right. games with them for
1: 16 episodes. She's just psychologically torturing them. That's really it. Like, that's her whole deal. And then things just keep spiraling out from there.
0: But in order to, like, psychologically torture someone, you need to know someone's psyche. Yeah. And that's where, like, the whole recon thing comes in. And the ajumah Nam comes in with, like, here's your car. Get a driver's license. I'll have you kill your husband and all that stuff. How
1: much money did Homegirl even have? Like, I'm so confused. I was confused
0: by that, too. Because Muntongan had seemingly an endless amount of, like, cash flow for her to do all this like
1: tag and title alone <laughs> like and then for two cars she's like don't worry i'll kill your husband here's your car here's this like 2700 camera with a 1600 hundred dollar lens yeah here's yeah. and i'm just kind of sitting here like uh, all right that was the only part that for me was like mm-hmm. i think that
0: at some point doesn't she rob sada the druggie? She does
1: so she does fun she her blackmails stuff.
0: her yeah and she gets a bag of money out of it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now we have funds for our uh,
1: revenge. Here. I needed an American dollar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I like that it is such a mind game for all of these characters, but the type A person in me is like, I, do, I can't guarantee anything, right? She can't, Mondongun can't guarantee that they're gonna react in a way that's satisfying for her revenge. Which is why I'm like, I don't know,
1: she just kind of left it up to chance. I think that she can't, if we're going to give her the benefit of the doubt, I guess she was tortured enough by them to know, like, what they're capable of doing to each other. Mm. But you're right, it kind of puts her, like, in a God's eye situation, like, because if with everything that we know about the group, when she's not anywhere near them, then yeah, we could probably make that logical conclusion that they would end up killing each other and doing all sorts of terrible things. But hmm, I, I see where you're coming yeah. from. It is a bit of a stretch. Right. Yeah. Right. To me, the inconceivable part is the money, though. Like, the money completely, like, it almost pulled me out of it. I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> by the fourth, pulled, yeah. fifth episode. Before she got all that other ransom money or whatever. Yeah. Or like' before was she blackmail robbed money. The druggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blackmail money. Before she got that, I was like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? But mm, uh-huh. it's fine. <laughs>
0: um let me see i feel like we could be here for two hours talking about like the ins and outs of this plot so but we can't so
2: no no. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i guess we can go like person by person and just be like what did you think how did this shake out for you and like all this stuff so okay park sungen's Jejun. so his the colorblind buffoon that that guy was um yeah, I thought he was really formidable, and I was afraid of how Mundongun was going to deal with him because he definitely sexually assaulted her. Actually, no, yes. he didn't. Well, he just like looked at her wrong.
1: Yeah, while she was getting borderline assaulted by the other guy.
0: Yeah, he looked at her sideways, and I was like, oh no, he got that look about him. Like he looked like a rapist. And yeah. sketchy. Dude. He's so sketchy, and when he comes to the school. She has, like, a full-on panic attack. Like, you can see that she is really, like, barely keeping it together while he Mm -hmm. is talking to her, while he is intimidating her. And finally, she brought, like, sort of a trump card, and that was his daughter's drawing that's all, like, in blue. (laughs) Like, she didn't use any other colors. And, of course, it's to signal that they're related. That's his Mm -hmm. daughter. She's the one that gave him the... Her a little toothbrush that she uses at school yeah. so that he could get it tested and like find out that for sure that's his daughter
1: so that was wild yeah that was wild. so she kind but of pushed that about that well wow, this that? is no this is a genuine question no shade to anybody who has you know like a chromia issue or color, like color blindness or anything but the way that they wrote this as being this this like earth shattering stigma in this show Mm. threw me off so hard like the frustration of not being able to see red or green yeah I've never seen anything like that on tv like I've seen colorblind people obviously but here like it's normally played off as a joke it's like oh I thought that was green haha oh I see but like this was like such a major like point of insecurity for this man (laughs) like so hard like it threw me I don't know it just kind of threw me off yeah. It was strange. He's What What did he say? He had, like, a prostitute with him with, like, red hair.
2: Oh, oh And
1: he's like, yeah. I hate... Uh, there's two things I hate. Little Red Riding Hood and Anne of Green... Green Gables. Green gables. And I'm like, Anne of Green Gables <laughs> First of isn't all. even green. Yeah. Like, so, but whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, but and she has then, red hair, so...
1: Oh, right. I guess... You get, well, never did mind. it click now?
0: Yeah. But the green <laughs> yeah, gables, okay. like, I guess, like, the red-green...
1: Of the... uh, oh, yeah. Or when he's like, I need to go Christmas shopping, and you have to come because it's Christmas and everything's red and green. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> Some people survive their whole lives without knowing <laughs>
1: yeah, that red
0: like, and what red and green look like, and it's not an issue. But I guess but I took
1: that as a bully thing, right? Like, he's a bully, so he figures that I, yes, th- bullies tend to be extremely I, hypersensitive I and insecure.
0: I agree with that completely, yeah. that I think he was sensitive because he knows firsthand how brutal and disgusting people can be because he's brutal and disgusting so he knows that this is a weakness and they Mm. can uh, bring him down for it so of course he's super insecure about the red green colorblindness this is the most common colorblindness that there is and it's mostly found occurs in in males guys it's it's very rare for females to be colorblind so I was like oh we're gonna be the one in a million sort of like because his daughter <laughs> of all the got girls the girls the
1: entire world <laughs> it's gonna be your dog da- yeah and then the whole yeah i know you're colorblind but don't tell your father thing i was like oh my god oh my god <laughs> like that's not how that all right it's fine <laughs> that but yeah no he was a very formidable opponent really terrifying he was probably
0: i thought he was more terrifying than any of the others even like Young the others Jin. were
1: useless even more than young Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jin doesn't really do
0: anything. She's just screeching half the time.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah. Especially when she was she's already an shouting.
0: adult and a weather girl. Like, I was like, okay, so she has, <laughs> she's just, like, I can take her, all I need to <laughs> do is record her and put her on the internet, and that's it for her career.
1: I think that was a really good testament to her, like, just how entrenched she was and how powerful she established herself as, though, because... My mother and I kept saying this, and I was talking to other people online about this. It's, like, it's incredible how she's established herself so hard because nobody, like, all you have to do... She's so frail. Like, I'm not advocating for violence, but you could literally shove this girl and she'll blow away in the wind. Like, homegirl is super thin. All she had to do is deck her. She's not powerful at all. Like, she, nobody, like, decked her in her shit. <laughs> like, it's, like, she, like... Any of the girls that she bullied, like when she's on the roof with that girl, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who's like gonna burn her. She goes to burn her. Like, bro, just punch her in her shit. Like, run, <laughs> do something.
0: I uh, I, I um, I agree to a certain extent. I just do feel like the it's not the victim's fault that they're being victimized, right? It's no, a, it's a, not. I think we're just frustrated that we're people of action and we in our in that situation we feel like we would do it differently
1: yeah we would react differently like, if i'm on the roof and homegirl's gonna set my scarf on fire
0: like fuck that like, bitch
1: like bro i'd shove her <laughs> i'd do something like run help roll in the snow right. do something like stop
0: drop and roll just i don't know
1: that was frustrating Jin would be talking to somebody straight to their face and saying all this horrible stuff and they're just like standing there and not even just like as a child but, like, as an adult, too.
0: I feel like Yeonjin, I for some odd reason, I was feeling throughout the show that her bark was worse than her bite.
1: Because she didn't really do anything. Ultimately,
0: yet. yes, she was torturing her, yes, but she was nothing without her crew.
1: They make that a big point. They, she too. was
0: nothing without her crew. And the rooftop scene that you're talking about with the bully that she murdered, uh, the, the victim that she murdered... She goes to show just that because she's like, I'm not afraid of you. You don't hold power over me anymore. And like, whatever. I like we're done. And well, yeah, she took that anything, terribly. If anything, I pity you. And that was the moment where she like went off the rails because yeah, she didn't. She thought she was above pity. <laughs> God. <laughs> she thought she had held all the cards and she's like, no, nah, bitch, I got like four aces here. So.
1: Nah, this chick was a mess. Yeah. What about... Okay, so... <laughs> God. There's I, so there, many there's characters. There's so many directions. I know. Okay, why don't we go... Let's go with the doctor next.
0: Okay, the doctor. What do you think? So I loved him, yeah. and what the fuck was up with that jump scare in part one where he was like looking fondly at all of his surgical knives and then all of a sudden it turns into like cleavers and like (laughs) different like bowie (laughs) knives and shit. I I mean when I watched that I was like ooh like it was definitely a jump scare moment for me. And it it diverges, how do I put it? It devolved (laughs) into him having this elaborate hallucination of him killing his father's
1: murderer. That was, that threw me so off guard. And I was like, oh like, shit, like, so
0: he's busted too. Like
1: It's like, oh, he's just nuts. Yeah, oh, like, he's just crazy. <laughs> I, I was so, I was like expecting that to be a plot twist because I'm like, yes. this is going too well. Like he's really sweet to her. Mm-hmm. He's perfect. He's kind of dopey. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cute that he's kind of dopey. He's like, oh,
2: ha, ha, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But then you remember, oh, he's a doctor with extreme presti- pr- like precision, precision yeah. and trauma of his own. yeah So I thought that, that w- I'm so glad it didn't fall into that. But really? I thought it was going to fall into this thing of like, oh, he's he's actually a bully and a murderer, too. And like, I'm so glad it didn't fall into that. Like, I was like, please don't make him like a psycho that like makes her mission even worse. No, no,
0: no. I didn't expect him to be a psycho that would make her mission worse, but I did expect him to draw a lot more blood, especially because he referred to himself as her headsman. He was like, I'll be your headsman. Yeah. Which, if you've seen um, Sugar um uh, August D, so to speak, that persona. Mm-hmm. So August D's song "Dechuta" has a scene of him being blindfolded and there's this dude with a knife like dancing around him and like that is a headsman in the like traditional Mm. korean sense where it's a um an executioner
1: right just like going off and like slaughtering yeah
0: so he was like i'll be your executioner i'll be your headsman Shaking heads. That I did expect. And I thought, I did okay. Him to be, like, killing people. Yes. I was like, perfect. So we're going to see him killing people. We're going to see him using his skills to fuck up this crew. And that never really materialized in the show. No. Which I thought was a disappointment.
1: That was kind of disappointing. So he didn't earn the moniker. Say. Yeah. If anything, he was, like, a royal vizier. Oh. He was, like, a Jafar. <laughs> he was, like, a Jafar to, like, the sultan. <laughs> <laughs> the royal vizier. <laughs> I don't, I did like... But you're so old. (laughs) The princess will marry me. (laughs) All right, sorry. I think that, I I really like his character. Believe it or not, he was like the second most terrifying person to me on the show. Interesting. Like, I found his character fucking terrifying. Like, it was terrifying. Because the way he sits there with like this dopey look on his face, and he's like... After having drugged, oh yeah, Park Young like drugs yeah. her, all this other stuff. His lover, and she's like <laughs> screaming, like oh God. <laughs> screaming hysterically, like "What did you do to me? Where's the?" Fish? He's like, "Well, if you'd like to just make another appointment, we're here. Do you want to take a minute to calm down?" And she's like, "No, I know you did something." Like he's very steady, yeah, very like calm on the. He's like a river in winter, like frozen whoa, and still on top, whoa. and crazy and involved underneath. <laughs> The way that he confronts, like, his father's murderer. Oh, Lord. His father's murderer is like, Oh, you wouldn't do anything to me because you're a doctor. You took a note. He's like, Yeah, my oath is to protect people.
0: That (laughs) man that played the murderer was so good.
1: The laugh. Oh, my God.
0: I was like, That man. And I've seen him before. He's been in other things. His name is E Mustang. And he plays Yong Chun, the murderer of the headsman's father great role and the way that he like was taught first of all in part one you see him talking to the doctor mom yeah because she finds all of the correspondence he's been sending her son mail that That's is terrifying. insightful and she goes to confront him about him and ask him like why and like you know to get him to stop potentially and he's just like he started talking to her he was very calm and sort of poised. And mildly respectful, but then all of a sudden he starts talking and he kind of like chokes up and like looks to the side with full on crazy eyes.
1: And starts like trying to stifle like a laugh.
0: Yes. And I was like, oh my God, he's a psychopath. Oh, that's terrifying. Yes, it was terrifying. He did such a great job.
1: Yo, yo, this was one of my favorite characters because he had some amazing interactions it should have been like a throwaway bit part, but they really like went there with it. I love when the doctor finally confronts him. He's like, all I want to know is why. And he's like, oh, because I heard him talking like, where's my son? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted to kill him so that I can see him screaming out for his son.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So when he kills him and the doctor shows up in the flashback and he's like, dad, dad. And he's like mocking him. He's like, dad, dad. dad, dad.
2: dad. I was oh like, my oh, my God. God.
1: Amazing role. Terrifying.
2: get,
0: I mean...
1: Unsatisfying that we didn't see him get done in on the show. No. Like, like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, that that, uh, that was my one major disappointment with the show.
0: Yeah, that we didn't see his revenge. I mean, it wasn't about his revenge. Like, the story isn't, like, his thing. But they did make it, like, he's got his own issues, and it... It's a
1: substantial subplot. Yeah. Like it's pretty beefy. Like we're meeting his mom. Yeah, yeah. we're meeting his this, and we're having flashbacks. And like, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. Oh, they well. leave
0: it open ended as to how they did that fool in because he didn't see <laughs> he didn't see it coming. Like Dong-Goon got involved in the whole plot for that revenge, and I mean. <laughs> He has no idea. Like when he comes in, they like beat him up. Like they orchestrate this whole <laughs> thing for him to get a, a, a prison swap, and he goes to this different facility, and he's there as a doctor. And he had said specifically, like yojong Jong was like, "If you see me again, like it's fucking over. You're done. Yeah, like that's it. Watch yourself, like because you're gonna you're gonna
1: die." And no one will ever suspect no me. No one will I'm a ever doctor, suspect it. Which is such a classic oh. bullying, uh, like it's like such you a can't classic catch bullying line. It's like no one will believe you. Yeah, who's gonna believe you? Who's gonna believe who's you? Gonna You're believe on you. Death row the gaslighting,
0: the gaslighting <laughs> yeah. on the guy. So then he's walking, <laughs> limping down the hallway of this new prison, and lo and behold, like the headsman is there. And I was Love like, it. oh, but we don't see like the full. <sighs>
1: But there is kind of, like, this twisted, like, happy, like, oh. Yeah.
0: He, like, smirks at him.
1: Even the ajuma comes back. What did you think of the ajuma?
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. So hyun that character, I thought was amazing. And the glory, what I think is smart about the glory is that you have a whole mess of victims working Mm -hmm. together and commiserating and sort of getting back the power that they lost while being yeah. victimized and they're doing it together they're supporting each other and there's this quote from Dongun where she says i sometimes wonder the solidarity between victims and the solidarity between perpetrators which of them is stronger
1: damn and That's good writing
0: we find the a- like it's not overtly <laughs> given but the answer is given throughout the course of the show the solidarity between victims is definitely stronger than the solidarity between perpetrators because they fuck each other up by the end. Like she uses them against each other.
1: They got nothing to lose anymore and they have everything to prove. Mm -hmm. So you can't don't trust a victim when they work together. Yeah.
0: So I really liked um, the Ajuma character and I loved how she was a mother first and she was extremely apologetic toward her daughter because of the situation that she feels she put them in because her husband is a disgusting, nasty drunk wife beater and he wouldn't just beat up on her he would beat up on the daughter too it was a mess and she wanted to get out of the situation she didn't have the power or the means to do it and Mundongun was like i'll get i'll get you there you know yeah
1: which that whole situation was so ugly it was and it's another one of those situations where it's like if you ever forget why everything's happening they'll keep reminding you Mm. the writer kept reminding you like the scene where after they had already sent their daughter the daughter away to like the united states yeah and he's like where is she i bet you have her working in a bar you could have had her working for this guy instead and made more money and like basically insinuating like you could have pimped her out like to another guy and she's like what's wrong with you he she was four she's she's 14. 14 years old yeah so it like it's just this depravity that was mm-hmm. like discussed I, I i have to admit i never fast forward for the sake of a review mm-hmm. but like the domestic abuse i just i couldn't do it there was something about the just, domestic like, abuse I like, that
0: i thought was very unsettling. it lingered way too long yeah. i was like
1: this is it, like one of the scenes was like four minutes long of just being beaten i'm like i'm not i can't yeah, like this yeah. is so painful there was
0: something about and then it's wrapped up in this is a marriage Yeah, at least the bullies are not in a committed relationship with their (laughs) victims, but she is in a domestic violence situation. It's very sad and unfortunately, extremely common, like everywhere in the world. And Mm -hmm. to see her sort of overcome that and use her fear of the situation and of him to her advantage. Yep. And he, Terrible. you know, she uses mind tricks on him, too, because the whole reason why he dies is that he's like, she was like, oh, I've been these text messages to and um, they told me that they would pay me to send these crazy text messages to this rich woman. And he was like, what? I'll do it. So then, you know, he gets in with Yeonjin's mom and she runs him fucking off the road. And that it, was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. So. <laughs> you know he gets his comeuppance she gets the freedom from uh, from the situation that she wanted and i love the the scene where he they were like oh you have to go identify the body so she goes and sees her husband's body identifies him and she comes out still crying but laughing devastated and crying and devastated and there was this moment of like is she crying because she's sad? Is she crying because she's happy? Is she crying because it's over? Like, what? It, you just, it's that, all, all. That of was it. incredible.
1: Yeah. That was an incredible scene. And I was actually talking over with my mother about that too. Like, we, were, we both found it a really refreshing thing because. Mm. Like, especially in a lot of Western media, you see they're like, yeah, and they're like high-fiving and laughing. And it's like, this is a person that she thought she was going to build her life with. yeah, And she had a kid This with, is the father of her with, child. And loved. Yeah. Like, she literally loved mm-hmm. this person. So I love that they actually gave that moment depth mm-hmm. and, like, made it as complicated as it actually has to be. Yeah. and But the actress. Bro, the yeah. acting was so good.
0: Yumheran yeah. is really great. Really Dream great Jesus. as the Ajama. And... Obsessed. Something else that I really liked about her and Dong-un was that Dong-un was so cold and robotic throughout part ru- part one, but it's because of her relationship with the Ajuma that she sort of loosens up and realizes that I can be strong in different ways and I can depend on other people and have friends and smile again. Yes. And I love that, you know, in the culture of Korea, there's this huge thing where like, as a form of greeting, they'll be like, oh, hi, like, did you eat? Have you eaten yet?
1: Yeah. And it's a huge, eggs.
0: huge importance on sharing a meal together. Right. Yeah. In any K drama, you kind of get that gist. And in this one, you see Ajima trying to have a meal with dong-un over and over again. Like, have you eaten? I brought eggs. Let's have eggs together. We brought boiled eggs together. And which is a simple meal. To me, it's almost like, um, like a poor woman's meal. Like, that's a snack it's a snack and you get boiled
1: eggs at yeah. like starbucks mm-hmm. like, it's a boiled egg
0: right it's not elaborate but it is something to- it's
1: symbolic He was one for you one for me or two for you if you're that hungry
0: yes and i was yeah, like it's sweet it's very sweet to see her be motherly toward Dongun, and try and bond with her even though they're doing like <laughs> crazy shit out here like these people are you know flirting with the I love the way
1: that she softens up, Un softens up, Mm -hmm. because she starts identifying in herself like that was the read I got on it, she starts identifying with how coldly she treats her, she's like okay, well, like she's starting to realize like the way that I the way that this woman is always treated versus the attention that I could be giving her is affecting her and a scene that, there's two scenes that really touch me in their interactions Mm. Uh, one of them was when uh, Hyunnam was like Oh, in the next life, I'll be a spy and wear leather jackets and wear red lipstick. Yeah. And someone says you could literally just wear lipstick in this life and a leather jacket. Stop. And gives her the lipstick, and I'm like, (laughs)
2: there's something. I was like violent. I was
1: just like coughing violently. But the one that like got me, like super got me, is because especially a lot of uh Vic. Uh, uh, victims of domestic abuse they're put down so hard that they put themselves down Mm -hmm. and they feel unworthy Mm -hmm. and they feel everything. Yeah. So that's something that they they did incredibly well in this series was the dynamic but what touched me really hard was when you know how they would leave notes for each other in the glove box? One of them was like when she's writing I took pictures today of for example, Yunjin. I took photos of Yunjin today and I got this. And she writes a note, I think I did very well, and I think I have a knack for this. Or something cute like that. But then she looks at it and gets nervous and crosses it mm-hmm. out hastily and throws it in mm. and leaves. Cause she's like, Confidence. I don't wanna Yeah yeah, she doesn't wanna lift herself up. Yeah. So she crosses that out. But then Dongun holds it up to the light she and sees, sees it what and it it she is. smiles yeah. and I'm like oh. <laughs> I was like coughing and shaking. I was like, no. No. <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> no, Ajuma, please. <laughs> <laughs> I uh love their
0: I love their dynamic. Um it was beautiful. So we've thing. talked about a lot of characters. Let's hit the last four and then I think maybe we could talk endgame maybe. Yeah. Like what actually happens to each of them. So
2: uh
0: Dong Sung il plays Do Young, the husband. Let's talk about this. <laughs> And the like flirtation that she kind of does. But she's not even flirting. Like she's not using any like (laughs) powers here to seduce this man. It's just by virtue of her being in the right place at the right time, being mysterious, having these insane go skills, and having like this intellectual rapport with him that completely like wins him over.
1: He's like head over heels for (laughs) her He's like obsessed. I was like, damn, CEO. Like, <laughs> he was just like, I, I found their relationship really interesting. Like, I was like, oh, this is like super charming. Like, Right. Because he's like watching her play this game and he's like so intrigued. And so, whatever. and he's like pursuing her and everything. And she's, she's fine. She's like minding her business. Yeah. None of this does anything for her, but he's just like <laughs> None of this so does anything invested. for her. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love it. It's, it's great. And I think it was a good i think it's just a good contrast right because he even tells uh Yeonjin, the main bully he tells her like well i chose you because you were wearing chanel like out of the three women he could have gotten so he just chose anybody just to have mm. one so you know dongan's like a, how attractive she is is like so amplified By the fact that she has interests at all. Like, she plays a game. She looks mysterious. She's quiet. She's humble, but she looks smart. She knows how to carry a conversation Mm. in her own way. Yeah. So I think that's why he just, like, fell head over heels for her. He
0: really was attracted to her and uh, the go thing where she stands out in a crowd because the go parlor that he goes to is literally full of men and old men.
1: Yeah, and, and she's bummy, there. scummy looking. Old yeah, dead. yeah, yeah.
0: Like it looked like mm, cigarette smoke from 1980 was still in the walls. So uh, he was like, oh, my God, she's by virtue of just her being there. He was bound to notice yeah. her. And then she just leaves him wanting more every time they interact.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And great. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every time they talked and how, you know, you just realize that he he does love her. And what I didn't like about them or him for her. Yeah. Which is why I never like completely shipped them, even though they like look great together. um, Yeah. Is that I knew that he, first of all, he's insanely rich. He comes from a privileged background. Not that that's a strike against like anybody necessarily, but he did show some of this pompous attitude in part one, especially like when he was dealing with, his driver so they pull up to the house and the driver was the driver was like um it was raining and the driver had the umbrella mm-hmm. was getting him out of the car and the driver goes can you hold the umbrella it's because i need to get stuff out of the car yeah and the way he sort of reacted to him saying hold your own umbrella yeah was a red flag for me because i was like
1: oh he was like disgusted yeah like, he was like, like how dare you
0: like ask <laughs> hold an umbrella what do you, who do you think i am so he does it like with a tude and it's so yeah. subtle like it's not an overt thing you're just i'm reading the tea leaves here he gets the stuff out of the car it's a bottle of wine and the guy's like oh like here's your wine and he goes no keep it And he's like, no, 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 please. Like the driver is very humble. And he's like, look, I wouldn't even know how to drink this fine wine. And the guy goes. It's so
1: expensive. Yeah, it's so
0: expensive. Like I wouldn't even know how. Like, please just take it. And Yong is like, why don't you just go to the supermarket, get a bottle of $10 wine, drink that first, and then drink this wine and you'll get an idea. You'll catch up to like how you're supposed to appreciate the wine. And
1: I was like, fuck right off. Like, that guy, I was like... (laughs) Or I could give you this bottle and you can comp me for it. (laughs) Like, like homeboy's a driver. He doesn't want, like, a $300 wine. So I was very
0: um, upset. Yeah, that was gross. It was gross. That was the ick. It it gave me the ick. And, you know, the way he carries himself and his bearing, I was like, no, like, he's... I I wouldn't want him for Lun.
1: No, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work,
0: work. He, like even though he sort of worships her in a sense like no I think he
1: worships her because she's not
0: she's unattainable um, to him yeah
1: and she's unattain- unattainable yeah. and she's smart
0: and she's so, smart and his wife's stupid and ditzy and whatever it's despite being no so whatsoever. manipulative she has no work bankable skills no no like <sighs> useless useless just useless, <laughs> useless. and dong is so
1: couldn't even cool. write her own scripts to be a weather girl to like, be a
0: weather girl yeah <laughs> today we have Unless, eyes of and 75 I'm, I'm, and
1: <laughs> you remember when she's in jail and they're like hey weather girl what's the forecast oh my and she's god like and
0: whoa shit. whoa pause 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 cause that's like end oh, game yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. Endgame. Yeah. so anyway Jung Sung Il playing Do Young I really liked his character um, but not enough for me to ship him with Dong like I was no. like no and a last word on them too is that uh, let me go down to it. Writer Kim Eun-suk confirmed a theory about them, too. Okay. I will now relay what the theory was and a certain conversation that they had. So, Dongun says, You see, I had hoped that no one would stay by Yonjin's side, especially her husband. He goes, Why is that so? She mm-hmm. says, Because I think you're Yonjin's glory, Mr. Ha. I want you to be Yonjin's ruin instead. And he goes, despite having such a plan, you weren't very proactive, meaning like you didn't really go full send on this thing either, like trying (laughs) to drag me away from her. He goes, not as aggressive as I imagined. I'm not going to leave Yeonjin, which is such a charged statement. He's like, well, you didn't exactly seduce me to the point where I would leave my wife either. (laughs) But, (laughs) But And she's surprised because he knows the full story now. He knows that his wife fucking bullied her. To the point yeah. where she has scars all over her body and she's forever changed. And Dong says, why? Why are you not going to leave Yeonjin? And he says, I don't know. I don't like saying I don't know, but I still don't know. I've only just realized that I'm not going to leave Yeonjin. So let's meet again. And fans were divided over this conversation. Did Ha young decide to stay with Yeonjin because he still loves her? I don't... I. Chiming in here, I don't think that
1: was the case at all. Like he didn't no, love her, yeah, no.
0: or did he decide to stay with her because that would be the only way to keep running into Dongun?
1: That's really good. I think it's that. I think it's. I think in a way, and that kind of gives me even more ick for him <laughs> because he's like, staying
0: with his tyrant,
1: he's disgusting staying wife, with her, just that, so that he but can. <laughs> also, it says, "Well, you're never going to be finished with this like torture trip that you're on." So I'm just going to stay with her and not rock the boat with the fringe benefit of her schoolyard victim hanging around all the time. Like, I don't know, that kind of sits... That's kind of crunchy to me. Oh. It's like, well, if you're going to pursue her forever, I'm just going to stay over here and not rock the boat. And you you do your thing and we'll see, and each, we'll other we'll see each other. And we'll
0: meet up. We'll meet up every so yeah. often. So it's kinda, the yeah. Kim Un suk the writer, explained that in that moment, he really doesn't know for sure. But he becomes certain of the fact that he developed romantic feelings for Moon dong as he munches hmm. on samgak kimbap, which is that onigiri, like triangular yeah. rice... Um, which he has in like the convenience store so he has it again alone and you see him sort of contemplating moon dong and the fact that him eating this like it's another poor person's meal yeah it
1: reminds it's him like of a her. buck fifty yeah
0: yeah like... so this is a quote from the writer she says he knows he is going to be of use to dong-un only if he remains as yonjin's husband if he leaves Yeonjin, there's no reason for him and Dongun to cross paths again in the moment he doesn't know about his feelings or he isn't sure about them. But then when he tries to sum up he realizes for sure, oh, I must have had real feelings for that woman. He walks out of Dong life as a gentleman, but remember that he's still an asshole who pushes Jejun off a construction site, which we will get to in a minute yes. or two. So a very, very interesting relationship that eun sa crafted between Dong and Do-yong,
1: the husband. Love that she spoke up about that, too. Mm. Like, I don't like it when writers are like, like, well, it's whatever you want it to be. Like, this isn't choose your adventure. You wrote this. Can you just, like, tell what
0: us? What was your intention, please?
1: Like, please. I don't want to I don't wanna look for subtext. I want you to tell me. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Oh, my
1: God. So really cool. So, really
0: cool yeah. dude. Really cool character, especially when paired with Dongun. Let's talk
1: about oh the... Oh, my God. What about the fighting when he fights? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, like, yeah.
0: He butts heads with... Jaejun, because Jaejun's like on a power trip, thinking he's a father now, <laughs> lol. <So> and weird. <laughs> And he's trying to me- uh, weasel his way into Yesol's life, the little girl's life. And he shows up to like Father Day or something at the school. <laughs> like, it's so funny. I uh, the fight between them is funny too. I I just yeah. I mean, Do Young is above fighting, but. I mean, he'll throw a punch if this guy's like asking for it. So
1: he had that very like Sherlock Holmes like stance stop, of like stop. straight punching. I was like, Yeah, like he you could tell he took fighting like some kind of old style of fighting. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love when uh, when Jaejun is like getting knocked like right in his shit, And yeah. He's like, He tells his assistant or his lawyer, don't, uh, don't hold me back, yeah, yeah. and his lawyer's like, I'm not. <laughs> He's no one's there, holding like a him, you, buffoon bro. falling over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't hold me back at the lawyer. He like, got
1: his what? shit rocked. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's really satisfying to see Do-young, like, pummel Jejun in the Sorry. parking lot. And just, like, <laughs> the guy deserved that and more. Which, uh, I guess we can get to, like, what happens between them two. Because the end game for Jejun jun is intimately tied to Do-young.
1: We can, yeah. Um, well, wait, we still got to go over these last so three. So let's go
0: over these last three and then we'll circle back. So, uh, Sara, Isara, the, the druggie. The she had some of the craziest fucking scenes <laughs> in this whole show because. Wild. Wild. Wild.
1: Great casting, though. That girl looks so strung out all the time. Oh, my when God. She was yes. all pale, bug eyed. Her hair was all burnt looking. Yeah.
0: She was just singed inside yeah. and out.
1: She was a pastor's kid. Too, oh my uh, God. To let's go. talk about the pastor's kid
0: thing. Because we all know these pastor's God. kids that go off the rails. And when she was, a, like, they revealed that she was in the choir and her dad's a pastor of a megachurch and all this stuff, I was like, like
1: oh, oh God,
0: it there it is. <laughs> Miley Cyrus all over again.
1: What was she on, though? So what I didn't get is what was she on because.
0: Oh, I thought well, she like, was on. Uh, She's heroin like or cocaine or something because when Dongon purchases the drugs from those guys yeah. they were like here's a syringe here's the powder and she's like prepare it for me because it was obviously you need not to be a drug person about it but yeah you can't just like inject powder <laughs> so no, right, yeah so it's she was like cooked and prepared right, myself, right 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 yeah. right so she told them like oh can you prepare it for me and um Yeah, so I think she was either on cocaine or heroin or something.
1: Hmm. Probably lots of shrooms too, because she was just, like, hallucinating.
0: Yeah, she was hallucinating pretty bad.
1: Uh, Well, I liked her. She was crazy. There was actually (laughs) (laughs) – I have a lot of quotes from throughout the show in general. Uh, One of my favorites that she threw out there was – let me see. I got that one, got that one oh (laughs) it's when she's hiding out in (laughs) she's hiding out in uh in in like a portable closet okay in myungo's like shithole apartment yeah yeah and the flight attendant opens it and she screams. she's like oh my god i thought you were supposed to be at church and the druggies (laughs) like well you see (laughs) no she says you bitch you should be at church and she's like well you see you can pray anywhere (laughs) and she zips it back up (laughs) It was such a throwaway thing for the shit. Yeah,
0: I I um I thought it was really fitting that she was an artist and she would sell paintings and there was like money laundering involved and the dad was like te- evading ta- paying taxes like she was going down going down for tax evasion in the end and Lost Even the her church. own
1: dreams were corrupted. Like she was like a victim of her dad's corruption. She's like, I want to be an artist, and he's like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, let's like use your shitty art to like launder out
0: all this money. <laughs> um Tragic. It was tragic, but I mean, the most surprising scene, I guess, is uh the church scene.
1: That with... was so upsetting. That was
0: upsetting. No, that was ugh. upsetting. It was so like a, just wrong, just all profane. sorts of wrong. profane. Like, yeah, uh,
1: horrible. What about the flight attendant? What's our read on her? You like her?
0: Well, hold on, because Isara the drugie. My favorite moment with her—it between oh, yeah, her it and it. Dongun was when Dongun goes to blackmail her, and she's like, uh, "You've never been blackmailed before, have you?" And she's like, Isara starts flying at Dongun, and Dongun like grabs her by the back of her head <laughs> yeah. and like pulls her down and like tosses her across the room. And I was like, yes! Like, it was very satisfying. And Donggu, like, blowing, like, she had hair in her hand. Yeah, just blows it. And she's like, ugh, like, just disgusting and blows She wasn't
1: going to get caught up by the drug game. No. Like, there was no way. Like, there was no like... way she was
0: going to, like, get in the weeds with Isara. Like, that's not the end game here, necessarily
1: their whole dialogue with each other cracked me up like nonstop. like cause they keep throwing these quip like the religious quips qu- at each yes. other it's like you know you should pray for forgiveness it's like why don't you pray for forgiveness <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's like well maybe God when she threatens her and Dongun says well maybe you should pray because God's never on my side maybe you'll get lucky this time
0: <laughs> and she's like uh oh like, Isara was trying to be, like, pretty menacing, right? Trying to throw, like...
1: With, with verses. With verses. <laughs> like, she's like, well, you know. <laughs> he has his eye on the sparrow. And she's like, bitch, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like
2: <laughs> He
0: has his eye on the sparrow. If only they had used that. Oh, my God. You're killing Jesus. me. Okay, so I think that's all I had for Isara. She um, tortures uh, verbally and puts down Hejong, the flight attendant. And Hejong has a really good moment with Mundongun where she begs for forgiveness on her knees next to mm. the kiln that's not far from. What was it? I can't remember what it was because she Dongun like knew her mother-in-law and was like in good with her mother. It was at that
1: shaman's like temple, right? I don't
0: remember where it was, but Hejong is there and she's like begging for forgiveness and she's like it was an accident. <laughs> and Dongun was like, "An accident? Okay." So she grabs uh, what was it? Like an ember? Yeah. And almost uh t- like th- throws, throws it on it her face her. and she's like, "Oh, sorry, that was an accident." Like
1: <laughs> so, and she's like, ah. Yeah, she went from begging to getting really angry so fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's like, What do you want from me? Was like, she was pretty easy on her, though, for the same reason she was easy on the other guys. Like, you don't have anything you can offer me, yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus,
0: it was nothing there. She
1: was funny, though. So, as far as I could tell, like, we already kind of mentioned it, but like, she's a flight attendant, she's trying to kind of you know, be above. Oh her but god, but whatever. she
0: loves Jajun. She's obsessed with him and she wants to be his girl, right? That's so funny. Which is because gross. she was looking
1: for a sugar daddy in first class.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's actually a line she has about that I, I loved. I love they're like, Why do you love being a flight attendant? And she says something along the lines of the classes you can't fake the classes up here it's divided by nothing more than a curtain and yet somebody from the other side cannot come up here cuz remember how she would like flirt with people in first class
0: okay hold on no no she didn't she didn't flirt with somebody in first class they were like harassing yeah. her in first class
1: but didn't she flirt with that guy who bought her that rock like that huge ring
0: well that was her fiance and I guess uh, he was like riding in first class flight, yeah right? he met her she met him on a flight
1: or something I think she met him I think she was like scouting for guys in first uh, class yeah, yeah, like yeah. that whole Absolutely. time and she ended up with him But it's so ironic so, that
0: she would love the class system of the flights cuz she's the one that's trying to like jump ship to the like well, get into first class I guess cuz for
1: her I guess for her, she can tell who's like her whole deal is like, because she's like, I I love that the classes are clear. Well, maybe she just loves the control. The of yeah, being and, the and if attendant. she gets somebody on this side of the curtain, she's on this side of right, the right. She has the extension. power
0: in the in yeah. the air, you know.
1: Which is funny because she would constantly put down, uh miyongo, uh, yeah, yeah, like, along with everybody else. Yeah. But it's also like, honey, you're like half a step above like, <laughs> like relax.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um
1: She's a mess. Hey John. I kinda liked her though. I, I kinda liked her. I don't she know was why, my
0: favorite but. of the like group of bullies, I guess. She was
1: one good friend, like good actual friend away from being like a good person. Or at least a better person. <laughs> but that was never gonna happen because she was too hung up on everybody else. So
2: mm.
0: Hmm. uh let me see there is a fun fact about her because they she had like a nude scene which i freaked out did you did you freak out yeah i was like "Ah." (laughs) yeah (laughs) same same she had like two nude scenes so a body double was and was not used for the nude scenes um the actress she said she used a body double for her hot tub scene in which her back view was shown But Mm. she did not use a body double for the topless scene where it was like, Are your your boobs real? Like, did you have plastic surgery or something? She, Young asked her, and she's like, No,
1: like, Yeah, I did. I did a dress at her. Yeah. So
0: her quote is in the scene with Jejun, when my back is showing, a a body double was used. But in the scene where I'm wearing a, a shirt and taking that off, that is my body yep that was part of my body but in that scene there was some editing done through cg so i don't know what cg they did to her body during that scene where she went full frontal but
1: i've heard of this before though like there's actresses that don't want to show what they look like from behind
0: yeah okay why is that what do you think
1: theory something about stalking or following i remember i remember reading about this one really yeah, but it was a long time ago now, but I remember it's like, I don't want anybody to look, know what I look like from behind in case I'm just like walking around. I'm like, that what? could be anybody, though. Like, that doesn't track. Right, right. All right. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> we saw what you look like CGI. would So I guess <laughs> that's something that was so jarring. I was like, Sigh. I'm still not used to n- nudity in most dramas.
0: I Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, freaking out with her um, nude scenes because I was like, not expecting it at all. At all. it was a
1: pretty heavy drama in terms of like yeah sexuality violence everything else true, like surprisingly true. so eh.
0: so i guess our last dude is Myongo, who's like a dumpster fire of a person and they basically just like kill him
2: <laughs> very <Basically>. early on
0: <laughs> um yeah he tried to go up against yonjin and he always liked uh Actually, I think he liked all of the girls. Like, he was trying to get with whoever he could. Yeah. And he thought he was such a stud.
1: <laughs> and he thought he was so cool. He thought he like... was so
0: cool. He like, that was hot shit. And so he goes to threaten Yeonjin with the, um, what is it? It was the name tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that there's evidence of her murdering the, the victim in high school. And she just, like... Clocks him over the head with some alcohol <laughs> bottle, and that's the end of that guy. Plot twist: Yonjin did not actually fully kill him. It was the assistant who was living in the closet of that store that <laughs> Jeetun owned, and like she came out. That was out. some
1: fairy tale. Shit. I was like, <laughs> like what Harry is father Like living under the stairs. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, that's like she's like. That I I can't like she's like the she victim was, of like, these bullies she was like all the way I now. know I know what's the process of employing her uh, what's the process of seeing her on weekends it's like hey girl that I bully come work for me like <laughs> I'm whatever
0: like yeah I don't know how that sort of ran its course up until she's still employed and gets her living from these assholes horrible but yeah so she was in the room of requ- of requirement there in the <laughs> the uh, dressing room (laughs) and she hears the commotion and she comes out Myungo's like oh help me help me and she's like no. (laughs) She gets scared and clocks him on the head again. We
1: see the flashback of her getting sexually assaulted. Yes. by him, which is again what I love about the writing because you know, the natural instinct is like, Look, the guy's a piece of shit, but when I see him bleeding out on the floor, it's like, All right, like somebody still needs to call the cops. This guy's like bleeding out, right? Like, like call dying. 911. But then they do the flashback of him assaulting. I was like, oh, then fuck you then. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Give him one good bop and then just yeah. go back to your understair shed.
0: What like, was that? Like, why was she With living the there? As... And... <sighs> anyway.
1: I That was... Whatever. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's a little messy, but okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it, I guess. Um. So I think we've talked about every... Character here.
1: Wait, Myungo's shitty apartment. I love that. Oh, oh! It was a fun little sight gag when they finally go to his place, yeah. and the password is six nine six nine. Six, oh nine. god! And you get in, and it's like this really shitty studio apartment compared to everybody else. Oh yeah.
2: It's like, yeah. Oh, all right. You're like,
1: oh okay, he's like a shithole with a closet with, like, made a of neoprene, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those. He has like the fake closet that's popping out of the ground.
0: What in the IKEA? Yes. <laughs> It's just a mess of a person, nasty, and he got his comeuppance. What I did like was that Mundongun had her suspicions about the girl that was in the freezer, and yeah, if maybe she was pregnant or not that she thought she was pregnant, but that once someone was like, um, I can't remember like which how it like shook out because um, someone was like, oh, can. It? Shit. So I think the autopsy something came out that she was like pregnant.
1: Yeah.
0: And they hadn't tested the fetus or anything to see who the potential father was, and that was Jejun's concern because it ended up being that he raped her. Yeah. But Mundongun had her suspicions that Myungho ho had done that to her. Right. Because he was sexually harassing her, like right. So she was like oh it's either him or jejun and she was like wow it's actually jejun
1: terrifying just but interesting just throw him it, away. is that really a law by the way like that they can't freeze the body over there so it's just no 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 away um, away, you
0: know? it they did not put her in the freezer how do i put it she was in the morgue
1: mm-hmm.
0: not in the freezer right and they were like you got to get your daughter out of here she's just gonna rot in the morgue you have to collect her body and sign those you know the form to pick her up yeah and have a proper funeral and like either cremate her or bury her whatever like you got to get her out of here and the mom was like no 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 like there's an injustice here you have to investigate further she didn't want to like collect the body for fear that this was just get swiped under the rug um wiped under the rug and uh so Yeo-jung's dad, before he was murdered, saw this whole thing play out in the hallway in front of the morgue. And he was like, why don't we put her in the freezer? Like, I'll take responsibility and, like, put put this person in the freezer so that she is preserved.
1: And she's it. not in the morgue anymore and just But it's rotting. illegal to freeze the body.
0: Something about that was, like, illegal. Like, they were like, illegal... it's
1: illegal to freeze her, but... They were also resting assured that since nobody collected the body, she was just going to stay in the morgue forever? Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. They were like, okay, so she's just like Gross. goo right now. There's no way that yeah. they can uh, uh, use her as evidence, use her body or reinvestigate because she's unavailable. <laughs> so yeah. because she was in the freezer, it was like a good thing for...
1: Homegirl couldn't catch a break. Kills her. She turns out to be pregnant. Oh, my God. Like-
2: Oh my Everything
1: God. but the crocodile like snapping at your feet while you cross the river. These people like suffered so hard I in know. this drama. I know. I oh um,
0: It was yeah. The, so the body thing was really convoluted. I found it more interesting. I was watching this episode where they had that flashback scene that I was just talking about with the mom. Like, please, yeah. like, don't, um, don't move her. Like, keep her in the morgue. Keep her here so that the body is still like available. And she was
1: like mute too, right? She was
0: mute. Either she was. Mm. She wasn't deaf. She was definitely just
1: mute. Mm -hmm.
0: And the guy that's there trying to get her signature is rude as fuck.
1: Yeah. And not He's like, just signed this. Yeah, he's just signed this.
0: He's being extremely rude to her and not giving her any sort of compassion or, you know, benefit of the doubt or anything like that. And my dad walks by and sees this and he was like, what's going on? And I was like, well, she's uh, disabled. She can't speak so she's using korean sign language to try and tell this guy uh you know to keep her daughter's body in the morgue and like try and explain as little as possible because i'm not gonna explain the entirety of the yeah, show no. and we got all day. <laughs> and i was like that's why she's so desperate she's desperate because her daughter was murdered and you know she doesn't want the body to be removed and i go what's interesting is like this guy's being an asshole to her even though she's disabled and she's <laughs> potentially her daughter was murdered that's what she's telling him and he's still like, nah, you got to move the body. And I was like, most people in the show are very rude to the mother or to anybody yeah. who has a disability. And I was like, that's pretty common over there. It's very highly stigmatized to have any sort of mental illness, be disabled, or what have you. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. That's why he's being yeah. such an asshole. Like, it's part of sort that's of the society. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It That's something that I was going to and I hated that I came to this realization I was like oh wow it's pretty clever that this like man- manga this drama <laughs> is such a bleak universe I'm like oh wait that's just Korea Oops. my bad but, and it sucks because it's like but it's true and you see it in all the dramas like maybe of course not everybody is gonna tr- would treat her like that in right life. right but it's like the fact that it happens at all it's almost far-fetched like it's not inconceivable but it's like damn like I forgot the. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Which is why, uh, you know, Yojong's Jong's, the head, the headsman's father is such a saint. Like he's, pa- he's painted as such a, such a saintly figure because yeah. not only is he treating a murderer, like the guy that comes in and ends up murdering him. He also like does this kindness for the mom of that, the first victim.
1: Yeah. And saves
0: the body for her.
1: I hated that the murderer kind of proved everybody else's point. Because everyone's like, don't work on him. He's a murderer. And he's like, no, he deserves dignity and like, yeah, yeah, medical yeah. care, just like everyone. And kills him anyway. It's like, oh. Really, really screwed that. Up. Yeah.
0: That was sad. This is why we can't have nice things.
1: That motive was terrifying.
0: Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. God. And him going like, dad, dad. Like, dad, dad. And just like oh, laughing
1: like a lynx. Good portrayal of just being fully unhinged, though. True. Like, True. Oh, well.
0: So talking about Unhinged, <laughs> let's talk about the end game for all of these lunatics. So J- let's talk about Jejun and Do-Young first. Okay. So Jejun and Do-Young. Do-Young is like, I just want my daughter. I want out of this marriage. I love the moment of realization when he gets home and he's in their giant closet and he sees all the blue clothing bags from Jejun's store. And it's just memorabilia from all the times that they fucked. And it's just like... <laughs>
2: He's freaking out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he's like, "Oh my god, it's everywhere! It's cluttering the entire closet." And so in the end, I think it was Jejun goes to one of Yesol's soccer games, and she's not there. And the moms are like, "Look, like she got taken out of school. Like we don't know where she's at." And he's causing a scene. He calls Mundongun, or actually, I can't remember if he calls her or if she calls him. But they're on the phone, and he's like, "Where is Yesol?" And she's like, oh, I'll tell you. Either she tells him like that, she'll tell him where she is. Yeah, she gives him an address. Regardless, Moon Dung-un is the one that sends him to this like construction area, and he's like, I can't mm-hmm. find this building. The, the eye drops that Mundungun gave to the flight attendant like come into play because he starts using like these poison eye drops for his glaucoma.
1: <laughs> and He paralyzes his optic nerve. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's a sitting duck in the middle of this intersection which doesn't look busy at all. But all of a sudden, the white truck of doom, one of the best tropes in K-drama, comes barreling down the road and rams into this fucking asshole. And he literally doesn't see
1: it coming.
0: <laughs> Literally does not see it coming because his eyes it was are
1: comical. Fucked. He's like, "What's wrong with my eyes?" Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
0: like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so then I had a couple people ask me because I've done TikToks about the glory and stuff, and they were like, "I don't understand how he got into the bu- the top of the building, this construction yeah. building." And I was like, "Well, obviously, Mundongun was co- uh, lining up with Do Young, yeah. the husband." And yeah. sent Jaejun to Do Young, and Do Young picked up the slack here and was like, "All right, all this is he's into construction. That's his whole business. He's a um, got a construction business um, company. Yeah. And so all of these buildings are under construction. I think when he hit Jaejun with the white truck, I don't think he was driving <laughs> the truck. Okay, I don't think he was driving the construction no. <laughs> truck, but he's. A paid people or whatever he got Jejun out of the car who I assume he was unconscious after the crash
1: right?
0: and took him up to the top of this building and when Jejun sort of came to he realized I don't know where the fuck I am and there's this guy who's possibly just beating up on him or what have you not like revealing who his identity is and then he can't fucking right. see so yeah. he's stumbling around at the top of this building and that's all we see. Like we cut to, and he's like running around on top of this building. and he's like, "What do you want? Whatever?" He like doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And he's
1: like in the dark. Yeah, literally literally like,
0: Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> and you say, you don't see Do Young do this, but somebody pushes Jejun off the top of this building and he lands in like a vat of curing concrete or something.
1: Yeah, and they're never gonna find him. They're never gonna find that fool. He will never be found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't even gonna be a problem. Right. This is like for the CEO, this is like, all right, yeah, I th- I killed the guy and then I picked up my daughter. <laughs> like, like, this is, this it's like it's a Tuesday errand. Yeah. Like between picking up toilet paper on the way home, you killed someone. Yeah. That's that. Uh, like
0: <laughs> So I loved this ending for June. It was like father against father, uh, man against man, and you know. Loved it. There was a lot of beef between them, too, because he was fucking around with his wife for all these years and the daughter that he was so beloved and it was actually not his biological daughter. So, like, they had beef going on and it's so obvious that it's Doyoung because of the tie thing. Like, they showed yeah. his tie
1: and then it's, like, flowing at the air. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's him. Like, we knew it was yeah. him. It's, fine. it's him. <laughs> Like It's 100%. You know Doyoung. what, though? I do like that they they made it impossible just by, even as an implication that Young would leave his daughter <laughs> with Yeonjin <laughs> and Jaejun. It's like, I'm either here with y'all or we're both out. Mm. Like, I love that that wasn't even remotely suggested as a possibility. Like, he wasn't going to leave his daughter with these fools. Yeah. There's no way. There's
2: no fucking
0: way.
1: Love it. So Served that's an end
0: papers. for Do Young. He literally skips off into the sunset with his daughter and they like fuck off to, I don't know, America or Sunset.
1: I don't even. They went to the UK or Island, yes, which really yes, yes, stuck yes. out to me. Really ridiculous. Find a place overseas in the UK or Island. I'm like, what about us? Like, <laughs> New York? Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah. Oh
0: well. LOL. I don't know. It's something uh, about like the royalty of like the UK. No. It's like, he's <laughs> He's an elitist, so yeah, sure. that fits him like a slipper.
1: Yeah. Like, sure. Let me live in Winsington. Can- Winsington. Can-, <laughs> can can, can fire or whatever? I don't know.
0: Oh God.
1: Something posh.
0: Yeah, it's posh. It's posh. It I could in. see
1: her in a cute, like, like one of those cute, like, boarding school type deals. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be a very idyllic countryside life for them. Yeah, They're yeah. gonna be okay. <laughs> They're gonna be fine.
0: So they leave Jejun's in the in the concrete curing, and then we have um, Ajima. She gets uh, her husband mm. dies. <laughs> Thank God. Gets murdered, <laughs> and she gets to wear her red lipstick finally and it's really cute to see her little life and see her owning a business and just kind of diligently living a really independent life the way she always wanted to her daughter's safe and it's great
1: surprised you didn't go to the states with her really or surprised you i thought that was strange too. i was like huh
0: yeah yeah mm. so we have isara who gets broadcasted that her her drug trip got broadcasted on the interwebs she got arrested for drug use and korea is very harsh to drug abusers over there it's illegal in and outside of the country which is i think people find that really strange like if you commit a crime as much as like in the u.s if you do drugs overseas they're not going to be waiting for you at the airport because you did drugs overseas and that's
1: illegal like you know what i'm saying even if you go to a different state like if you go to a different state where marijuana is legal yeah and you get blasted and you come back like like you get blasted before your flight and go back to wherever it is then, that you go where right. marijuana is illegal unless you're kicking up a fuss and making a scene they're still not gonna right. grill you about it right so i i remember reading about this a lot once that this kid like was studying in canada mm-hmm. smokes a bit of pot goes back and he gets slapped with all this stuff and it's like yo like yeah don't you guys have jurisdiction? Yeah, yeah. They
0: have, like, zero tolerance policy towards drugs, so it's a huge deal that she gets busted, finally, for her drug use. The scene with her and the snake and the hallucination and the video of her fucking Myungo for drugs. I was like, this is so Requiem for a Dream, like, too much for me, okay?
1: Snakes are talking. Yeah. Like, it was terrible. I was
0: like, oh, Lord. Like, this is, that's...
1: I did not have to see any of this. So she gets
0: (laughs) out, she gets out, and... Uh, her family's trying to throw some clout behind her, some money behind it, so that it kind of goes away. And she was gonna like try and flee the country and stuff. Then the funeral from Myungol happens, and they start fucking up each other. Like the iPad situation comes back into play with, and like they get she gets this strange text from Myungol's like iPad. And anyway, long story short, Isara like fucking stabs. Haezong in the neck at the funeral that was rough and I was like she's lost it like she's lost her marbles because <laughs> she's just stabbing people
2: in public she's insane yeah she's insane she's insane
1: and Hyejong like loses her voice yes basically entirely yeah yeah terrible
0: and so then sad. she in but turn also... fucks up <laughs> Jejun's eyes because Jejun was like I'll send your stuff back like don't worry like He's like, I'll see you later then. Because he has no- wants nothing to do with her. Didn't care anything
1: about her. Threw her shit out. And she fumbled the bag pretty hard, too. Because like <laughs> she had the fiancé who bought her that huge rock and everything. And oh, she's yeah. like, it's not going to work out, and blocked him. It's like, Oof. you're a fool. you got to wait for the bag. Yeah. Dude. Yeah.
0: Like... So uh, I was talking about the posters earlier and how the part two posters seem to indicate how each of them gets their comeuppance. So the f- one for the flight attendant says, the lips that laughed at others is m- misfortune. She loses her voice. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have the feet that were eager to inflict pain on others. And Myongo dies.
1: Yeah. And Can't move anymore. If dead.
0: <laughs> the hand that mocked and broke others for the druggie. And she gets put away for attempted murder. Like, it was like everything her
1: hand really like sent her to jail yeah yeah so the lips that left and then it's crazy for
0: um jejun he lost his eyesight and the poster for that one was those leering eyes and she's like Uh. looking into his eyes it's i mean it's poetry
1: i love it (laughs) the writing is just incredible yeah I, I'm obsessed.
0: So let's talk about the last one. And then I think we got to get out of here. We've been here a long time. So Park Hyunjin, <laughs> <laughs> Park Hyun Jin, she, her bullying scandal gets blown up, which I'm like, finally, we've been waiting for that one for so long. Her mother betrays her. She sides with uh, Moon Deung-un, and she gives up this evidence, like the name tag that was found at the scene. And I love this scene. So great. Because oh, we haven't talked about this at all, but mundungan's mom.
1: Yeah. Corrupt. The
0: devil incarnate. The worst. The worst. The worst. <laughs> the worst, <laughs> the worst <laughs> fucking woman I've ever seen on the planet. She is possibly even worse than some of these bullies because of the way that she treats her own daughter.
1: Yeah. A monster.
0: A monster. And the way she, like, she sets the fucking apartment on fire and Gun finally gets her revenge on her own mother by committing her and i was like okay fantastic so she does the same thing back to Jin, and uses her mother against her and gets her mother to like betray her yeah and give her up and it wasn't even the yep. fact that this got out in the open and that the name tag even fucking mattered
1: it was great. It she was just great. used that yeah. as a tool to just completely erode her relationship with her mother. Yes. Just like they did with her and her mother, yeah. even though Mundan's mom was already like nuts. Oof. Bro, she was insane. No. But we don't even have time for her. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm glad she was like committed. I'm like, this lady, there's not even revenge to take. This woman's nuts. Yeah. Like she needs to be put away. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway but yeah i, I actually love that too she completely destabilized her the mom, the and mom the daughters. yeah and remember when they pass each other in jail and she's like bah, i'm yes. even in jail she
2: would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Yeonjin gets put away for mud- murder murder
2: <laughs> murder
1: murder
0: <laughs> and uh she's her mom in the Do prison Young
1: serves deports
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is not your day yonjin <laughs>
0: So, Yonjin is demoralized, finally, yeah. mm-hmm. and gets her come up and she, she exacts the justice that should have been served all those years ago. Her poster says, Your soul, which laughed in joy throughout all of it. And in the end, she is bullied in the prison.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And as she's giving her like quasi weather girl spit, like, spiel in the in the cell, she starts crying. Yeah. So the soul that laughed in joy is now crying.
1: She got done in? She got fucking done in. And honestly, that's a pretty light sentence for everything she did. I still feel that. Mm. Like, for everything she did, I think that's the least she could have done. But Dong-un that's, where Dong-un, that's kind of where it comes full circle, though, right? Because her whole thing is, like, she wanted to be the ghoul of Yeonjin's jins life. Mm-hmm. And I love the bit... They confront like, but each there's other. there's something that you'll never know. Like in a visitation, yeah. <gasps> yes, they confront the visitation. You. There's something you'll never know. And what she'll never know is with all her money and whatever, she could have gotten away with it. She could have easily gotten away with murdering uh because she would have been like, oh, he assaulted me. Like She could have made something up. She could have done something. But she didn't even kill him to begin oh, with.
0: Oh, no, homie. That wasn't even it. Oh, yeah. That, no, you hit on it at the end. Yeah. But the thing that she doesn't even know is that she's not even the murderer. For more, no, she's not.
1: Long. So she's she's gonna be in. She, so the, there's two parts of that that I love. It's like she'll never know that she could have just gotten away with it mm-hmm. because she didn't even stick around to see if he would be okay. She could have just called the cops and it would have been fine. She would have lied her way, paid her way out of it. Mm-hmm. But then too, she didn't even kill him to begin with.
0: <laughs> that was the thing for me is that she didn't even kill yeah, him.
1: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Like, and she's like, what am I missing? Yeah, I? and she's tortured because she'll never know. She'll never know.
0: She'll never tell her. No. I just love it. I love it. It's, it's such great. a lingering sentence, truly.
1: She'll never be okay. And it's Korea, so she's never getting out of jail. Like, she's done. Like, <laughs> she's done. <laughs> she's done.
0: Like, I uh, I guess the last, very last thing that we should talk about is that Dong-un just like, kind of fucks off at the end of the show and leaves yeah. the headsman or the doctor, Yeo-jong, like, by himself. Literally, like <laughs> she just leaves the seaside town that they had gone to that night and she was
1: gonna like take her own life like yes i hated that i was like if they do this this show is gonna I, like i'm throwing the show away i
0: agree i was like this would have really uh diminished the whole show for me is if she had gone through with the suicide
1: why was okay why was mom doctor Girl, like, I, I, on the room? i do
0: not know I do not know why. Was she on the
1: roof of the hospital? Like, where, where were they? Like, I
0: don't know how the mom doc found out where she was going to commit suicide and was able and to... literally
1: talked her off the ledge. To
0: Literally talked her off the ledge. I just think, you know, K-drama land. Okay. Nonsense. Right. I just... I'm going to suspend my disbelief and, like, she found out through some weird-ass means. Okay. Oh, but if you're listening right now and you know why, or you read into something that we, we're we not remembering right now, let us know how the mom doc got there in time to save Dong Un from
1: Jin. Yeah, jumping please off. clue us in. Yeah. Like, send a comment, a DM, something. Cause I was just like, wait. I, I rewinded. <laughs> she like, teleported times, like, there. You must have missed something. <laughs> Which, speaking of strange, I guess I could leave this for later. Who else do we have to wrap up? No, no, Here, no that's, cool. I think we're done. Yeah, cause now we know, of course, Juy- Juyo or Yojin ends up with Dong Un and they Yes. So Yajhang Ye Ye <Song>, like the doctor yeah.
0: ends up with Dong Un. And it I mean
1: They're like a revenge couple who work together. She's now.
0: there's like a really sad montage of the Doc slowly succumbing to despair as he lives without Dong un mm. and he like him sitting at the go park with a blank board in front of him, but he still has two cups of coffee in front of him, one for him and one for his opponent, who
1: presumably he's waiting for Dongun. As if any minute she might just pull up. To be fair, that's kind of her M.O. Like, she was always somewhere. She's like, hey, I know she was all serious <laughs> with her, like, her long cardigan and her smart blouse. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: So it's very sad and heartbreaking to see him like that. Him making ramen... As well, which is something oh, yeah. his dad before he was murdered specifically warned him against eating ramen because that was like his lonely comfort meal and he loved eating ramen. And the dad's like, make sure he doesn't eat ramen. I'm not gonna make it to dinner. Jeez. Don't don't let him like eat just junk food basically.
1: Huh.
0: And so he's doing it That's again sad. when Dongwen's not there. He's making that. ramen for himself. <laughs> so it's a lot to take in and she finally shows up again.
1: Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. At first he resists, but she's like, she like plants a kiss on him and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Then she becomes his tutor in revenge. Yeah. She's like, how about I like like, teach you? Because he
0: tried his best to get in and like get hired at the jail. And they were like, "Mm, this is a conflict of interest. We're not going to hire you. And lo and behold, for like the last six months or something, she was deep in trying to get i don't know who that was do you remember who that was like that old lady
1: that was someone's that... mom yeah or it was oh
0: oh was it the
1: was it mother-in-law mom? Mo- it mother-in-law was heo
0: mother mother-in-law
1: who happened to know yes oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. she
0: was like getting in good with the mother-in-law and trying to get her to make some moves for her in the prison system
1: and she I was, love that. Yeah. That, w- that was a really clever. So she
0: was actually like a way doing his revenge, like setting up his revenge.
1: So romantic.
0: So romantic.
1: <laughs> love that. Love that for everybody.
0: <laughs> um, Two things. So I thought that the landlord. Do you remember the old lady landlord that yeah, like that she saved from drowning? Yeah. OK. I thought she was going to play a bigger ro- role in the story, especially because she was growing poisonous white flowers up on her roof.
1: Yeah, And I was like, so oh, I was like,
0: yeah, I was like, okay, the flower's going to come into play, like the old lady is going to be somebody, and like, it just kind of didn't materialize in that way. The green hills that like all three or four of these women owned, yeah, that turned out to be nothing, <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be a big reveal, it ended up just being a red herring, so.
1: Completely subverted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh, the last thing is I have this quote from the doc mom who materialized at the end of the show to save Dongun, but whatever. So this is in episode nine. She says, your father was a very good man, so kind and warm hearted, but blindly pursuing morals and goodwill only brings you false glory. Nothing more. Love that. And I was like,
1: oh, my God. I actually did love that. Oh like, I love that a lot. God. <laughs> very morally gray, but I could get behind it. Yeah. there's like so many there's so many quotes that i picked up from here that i love like Jin telling her daughter don't worry price tags aren't written in color (laughs) like just all of the morals she gave her were about money yeah uh the oh my god the ajuma you think a bitch who gets beaten up doesn't know how to laugh i might get beaten up but i'm still a cheerful bitch (laughs) that took me out dog i was like no (laughs) I,
0: uh, I like this quote from Dongun. Some hate resembles longing. It's impossible to get
1: rid of. Love that. Love that. Fuck, bro. There was... Oh, my God. There was one that... There was two. The one that I really hated, because Dongun was so introspective this whole time. Uh, when her... The kid that she's tutoring... She's tutoring some punk. When she's a full-grown woman... And this punk starts to, like, make sexually suggestive comments to her and everything. Yeah. She's, like, he's only, like, 14, 15. And she says something to herself. Even for this, I blame you, Young Jin. Like, she says, even for this, I blame you, Young Jin, for giving the impression that I'm this kind of person. I think that's how she wrote it. But basically, like, it was very philosophical. Like, I found it really philosophical, like can a person get bullied to the point where they look like an obvious target to another bully?
2: Ooh.
1: And that really Ooh. like rocked my vision on this whole thing. Cause it's, I, I didn't get the whole quote, unfortunately, but it, it was something along that line. Yeah. Even for this, I blame you, young Jen because I look like the kind of person that could be treated this way by oh this kind my of person. God. I was like, damn, it's like someone's born with a kick me sign on their back. Like
0: uh, I have this quote from Dongun. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, fracture for fracture. The one who inflicted the injury must suffer the same. I don't know about that. That sounds too fair play to me. Yeah. So she didn't just torture them in the same exact manner that they tortured her. She humiliated them and took everything that they had away from them. You're going
1: to pay with interest. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like eye free. for an
0: eye. That's not I enough. Know. <laughs>
1: yeah. I love this one. It's like you don't you don't have to get back. You're a better person than them. And Dongun says, "I don't plan on being better. I'm getting worse every day." Oh. Oh, <laughs> it's like damn, girl. Okay. <laughs> I I got a question though. Yeah, what's up? I I mean, we're pretty much there at the end of it, but there's something that's been bothering me. What was the deal with the shaman?
0: Oh, I didn't know either. So like, that was Mundongun showed up at the end when the mom uh had just like murdered the abusive husband from the Ajuma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Yeonjin was there. Mm-hmm. And then dongun Looking shows up. So, like, I don't... She tells the shaman something because they were, like, handling money or something. Like, they were, like, money laundering or something. Like, they're trying to pull a fast yeah. one on somebody. It was, like, very unclear. And she said something to the shaman. And then... The shamans do, like, this whole um, ritual there in the yeah. snowy courtyard of the, the shaman, like, buildings. And it's really unnerving. Yeah. And she pre- I couldn't tell if the shaman pretended to be the victim that died or if they were insinuating that she was actually channeling the victim that
1: she pushed off a roof i couldn't i couldn't tell
0: at first i was like oh she's pretending and then i was like wait a second wait a second is she like it but I, then it
1: gets worse then it she's gets like, worse yeah with dong Un, she's like what are you doing here like she said that her head was like beaten and something else it,
0: i didn't think she was referring and Yeon-jin to kept
1: turning over like to look behind her and dong un wasn't there
0: oh weird yeah that but was, then it was weird but then the shaman starts having like a conniption yeah and all of the other shamans or priestesses in the group who were helping with the ritual are like oh my god it's the i can't remember the name of it but it was like the worst punishment for yeah. a shaman in it was a shamanism lot. it was
1: what was it that it's like their god is like mad or something yeah like it, it was a whole thing and
0: i was like is this for real? Like I couldn't tell if it was real.
1: Yeah, I think in the end, I, just, I. I,
0: th- I think in the end, I just sort of thought it was real.
1: I kind of went with it. I was like, yeah. okay, fine. And then Dongon like, seemed
0: very, just, like she was taking it as if it was real. Like her face was sort of.
1: She was really spooked, by yeah. it. it was a really upsetting moment. Yes, and then yeah. obviously
0: yonjin was like freaking the fuck out with like the whole thing. Yeah, which good because
1: she should be freaked. But yeah, she should be. Dongun like, also <laughs> seemed pretty affected, so I was like, I
0: don't know, is it real or is it fake? because she
1: said something to her, right? I, like that's how I thought it was. It's like, hold on, I...
0: <laughs> you gonna look it up?
1: <laughs> the shine.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So while you're looking that up, I have a fun fact about when Dongun revealed her body to the doctor, the headsman. Yeah, she went on like a crazy diet beforehand so that she looked more gaunt and more thin and more um, malnourished and stuff for that scene. She says, yeah. I dieted diligently for that scene. I only ate bananas for three days and I didn't even drink water the day before because of this. I felt like dying when putting on the special effect makeup. I think the scene came out better because my body was going through hardships. Oh yeah. So huh. that scene in part one where she like reveals all of the, Scars, which is very powerful scene, but yeah, I didn't know she did all that. I was like, Oh my god,
1: that's a lot! That's a lot. Here we go. Let me see. Uh, the shaman says to the empty air, Why are you here? Your whole body is covered in blisters, and your head is hurt. Mung did not tell the shaman how Yun so he died. So she was surprised that the shaman knows exactly how <gasps> Yun he died. Oh, I got chills. So, yeah. Oh, I got chills. So it was real. It was real. So it was real. It was real. Yeah, fuck. That's shit. Okay, so now we know. <laughs> now <Wow>. we know.
2: Wow. <laughs> I'm
1: this shocked. This is so upsetting. This is so yeah. upsetting.
0: Okay, so did you have anything else in your notes about the Okay, wow. So we're at the end of our episode on The Glory. We covered a lot of ground and there's still way more though we could have talked about, but uh thank you Migo for you're welcome coming on this to almost two and a half hour journey about the glory and for watching the show and for taking you like you could have easily been like no i don't have time to watch this show no,
1: but I, like i, I, I
0: really yeah. you're like yeah no but
1: hey i uh, know i'm here and i'm here for it like i'm i'm down for any korean dramas you want to throw my way because like i'm trying to watch more of them yeah and this one yo i was invested
0: i know I was like, it was so good let's go it's so good they
1: wasted no time in this drama at no. all no
0: no, I thought it was all very so purposeful. Good. And let us know like what you thought about the glory. If you agreed with us, if you thought it was a five out of five soldier bottle show, if you didn't like certain things about the show, if you agree with uh, us for any of these things, or if you disagree, we'd love to hear from you. So you can find me at Debak Pod. Did you want to plug like where they can find you or...
1: In another store. Okay. <laughs> another time, I'll be around. I'm here. He's I'm here. Never really gone. <laughs> if you
0: if you message me and you're like I let Miguel know this or that or tell Miguel this and I'll let him know. I always forward the messages to um, the people that guess on the show, whether it's you, Rico, or anybody else who guests on the show. Um, so you can always find me at Debuck Pod, and we'll talk some more. But thank you again, Miguel. We're gonna get out of here I'm finally. Whew, revenge. That's our <laughs> show. I'm, I'm <laughs> Jessica
2: and this has been the Debaki Rambles podcast. <laughs> 남아 그때 너는 기억한다.